Good evening and welcome to On Base and Off Point. Life in the Deep End. With your hosts, Vinnie Marshall and J.R. Herb. Vinny, welcome to the Independence Day Podcast 2019. Wow. I feel absolutely oh, great. I feel so patriotic. I am I'm more patriotic oh. today than I was 12 years ago when My I retired. Goodness. I need some sparklers or something. <laughs> Just to put in my hair. <laughs> I don't know, man. I you might not have any hair flowing, left afterwards. Long flowing mane that I have flowing off of me. You do? Uh, you do? No, I have a high and tight. Okay. Oh, well, I, my hair is pretty nice. high and tight for somebody that's been out for of the for yeah, you, years. You're looking really kind of squared away, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the haircut was getting a little bit much. You couldn't handle it? I was putting all that damn pomade on there. Oh, Just geez. look at my hair back. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you I felt like I had concrete on my head. No, no. It might really be a Michael bad. Jackson Pepsi commercial all over again. You know, where's oh, Vinny? He's burning up in the corner. You know. And I don't mean on base. He's yeah, literally yeah. literally burning, burning up in the corner. Yeah, Somebody bad. throw some water on him. Yeah. Please, for the love so, of God. All right. Well, welcome to the pod, everybody. Uh, we're going to start out and talk about one of our favorite bass players or a bass player. and um, The winner tonight. Seeing as it, it's it's 4th of July coming up. Why not talk about a British bass player? Great well, that's idea. perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. who needs an American when we, when we have a break? When we, right. you know, declared independence, and he's a knight. That's right. He's a sir. Yes, he is sir. definitely a sir. Sir Paul, Paul McCartney. McCartney. So that's uh, right. It's funny because we came up with this idea, and then last Wednesday, yeah, and then Sunday he was on sixty minutes. Right? Did you watch that? No, unfortunately, I did not. There's, I, I mean, there's so much out there that. We could. There's books. I've I've read his I've read his autobiography. There's, there's good. So yeah. maybe you can share some of that because the only homework I did was, was watch sixty minutes. Well, that's pretty good. You know, I mean, it's 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 definitely relevant. You know who yeah. goes and sees him all the time? Who? Paul. Who sees Paul? Paul. Paul. Paul goes to see Paul. Which Paul is that? Mezzanotti? Yeah. He goes to see him. Oh, he loves. Oh, I love Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. How many times does he see him? Because that's a, that gets to be expensive. Last time, when we, I was at Langley Air Force Base, mm-hmm. he drove up to Baltimore, and he had to report to to be to non-commissioned officer academy like two days after he drove straight through. <laughs> where where do you go to NCOA? I want to say Tyndall. Oh, okay, because that yeah, that's where yeah, I, I went. Say Tyndall, yeah, yeah, that's where I went as well. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, Paul McCartney, great bass player, fantastic bass player. I'm gonna watch my volume. Why, why where's nice, it going? Sometimes I'm a little loud. I was going to do a. That's, that's one. Iconic. Yeah, there it is. That's just the. Yeah. Get some. Iconic bass line. This guy. That's probably my favorite album. The white. The uh, no. That's not the white. Road. Abbey Road. Yeah. That's the opener to Abbey Road. Yep. Yeah. That whole. That whole. That whole album is wonderful. Everything in that album is good. But everything he does, like everything he plays in 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 the bass lines, it's not just a bass line. It's this melodic counterpoint to what's going on. Oh my gosh! Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just fantastic. The, the, if his baseline for something is, yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm not going to say. Uh, but but all that all that stuff is just is just interesting as hell. The, the 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 Paul McCartney story I have to share as far as as far as influence has to do with the very first day I picked up the bass. I started playing bass in um, the summer between seventh and eighth grade, and the t- the band director said, "Well, come over to, to the band band room and I'll, and I'll teach you. I'll, I'll give you a lesson." So I walk in there. Now remember, I know nothing about the bass. Not like not like I do now, you know. Right. Um, and and he hands he hands me a real live Hofner Beetle bass. Really? And he goes, "All right, here, sit down. And we're going to put this on you." Now, and I didn't, uh, you know, put together that Paul McCartney was left-handed and all right. that stuff, and I'm left-handed, and so are, and so are you. He hands me the bass, but he hands it to me right-handed. And he puts it in, sits down, and he goes, um, "How's that feel?" I go, well, "Okay." And he goes, "Well, wait a minute, you're left-handed, right?" I go, "Yeah." He says, "Do you want me to switch it on the other side?" I go, "No, this this is fine." I but don't get the whole left-handed. Thing. I don't get the whole left-handed. Because thing. I write left-handed when I play bass righty. Right. Yeah. But well, to me, it's the, the, the fret, the fretted hand, which is the left hand for a right handed person is more important than the right hand because uh, your right, your right hand could limp along. And so long as your left hand I can think, move. I think that interesting that we bring this up because I was talking with our guitar player at the band of flight and he was showing me, um, clips of Ingde Malmsteen. Right. And on guitar, it's that it's, it really is. The right hand. Um, yeah, it's the right hand that has to be very subtle. And most people use a, a wrist type of motion. And this guy, Ingvay, he's using actually like the joints of his fingers. It's that. It's that. Um, Precise. Yeah, it's that nuance. It's that hmm. subtle. Hmm. And he showed me videos. Of, I'm watching. Holy cow! The the right hand for guitar players. He he says that's what separates the men from the boys. See, and that may be different on bass. I think with bass, though, when when you when you start talking about string crossings, sure, with with the right hand and and, and really getting a nice groove going with two fingers, right? You know, I think there's there's a lot of nuance to the right hand. I think when you first start out, the left hand is That's very big. important. Well, you're, you're teaching kids, so you know, right. yeah, if, they struggle. If your left hand isn't right, you 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 wind up losing more than you're gaining. You've got to get that technique nailed down early, very very early. And there's a lot of muscle memory involved. There really is. If you don't if you don't play enough so, enough on those things, you're yeah, I don't, it's like piano. I, I don't think one hand's more important than the other. I think that they're equally important. But that's just you know. Well, yeah, but in, in a situation, no, Vinny, Vinny, I'm not a doctor. You're not no, you don't play one on TV. I'm not a lawyer. You didn't stay I on did, the Holiday Inn I Express. I did not. I did not. This is just my opinion. So all you people out there that are thinking about jumping off of a building because your left hand just doesn't quite jump, just, jump. That's what David Lee Ross says. Jump. Uh, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. But I think there's you need equal dexterity in both hands. Yeah. For for. Many instruments. Well, well here, here's a question. I'm going to break up on a very small point. What tangent. about like clarinet? Well, clarinet, you, you, you have to have. It's like you have to use both hands. Both there's, hands. No, a, there's no left handed clarinet. No. There's no left handed violin. Yeah. There's a left handed ba- uh, upright bass. I've seen, I've taught a kid to play like I, I did too, and I was like staring at him going, yeah. Oh my God, my head hurts. Will you please it put was that like on the right mirror? Yeah. Yeah. And I tried go, to play here, picture. It no. was so fun to try and play his bass. Oh God, I couldn't. It was just because it's. 
it's like your brain is so it's that bicycle thing you were talking yeah, about you know it's, it's the backward bicycle backward, concept yeah, that's, that's right and you have to try and break that because of these things we've ingrained in our brains well the, the question i have have for you is is this is anybody else in your hand your house left-handed and your family and your family natalie's up all right now he's left wild okay. child Okay, because yeah. because my father was the only left-handed person, but he was completely left-handed. If you asked him to do something right-handed, he would just fold. Yeah, and I'm not that way. I'm I'm predominantly left-handed, but I bat right-handed. You know, I I, I bat uh, righty too, and I golf righty. I golf righty. I play tennis lefty. I, te- I play tennis right-handed. Interesting. So it's one of those things where I don't it's think I'm ambidextrous. Yeah. But but I think I think it's it's interesting because of the ge- the genetics that are involved There's with deciding like that closeness of the, how your brain is set up that you can write lefty right but you do other things right right hand I don't know exactly how but once again I'm not an expert at these things but, but. ambi means you need a little of both right right because I just learned that ambi there's such thing as ambivert. Have you heard the term ambivert? I have, but I got to be honest, I don't remember what it means. So there's introvert. And there's extrovert, right? And there's ambivert. Or you're ambivalent. So, the, and, and, and so this is—I just learned this not too long ago. Extroversion or being an extrovert, right, means that you get you recharge your batteries, you get your energy from somebody else, from going out. Yeah, from, from somebody else. Yeah, it's like you go out interaction, party, it's like interaction with weekend. somebody else. I've got to get out and recharge my batteries, right? Because I'm sitting in this cubicle all week. You know, a lot of can't do we anything. Know else. A lot of extroverts. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? We're, we're, I think we're, I'm an ambivert. Um, What's an ambivert? So introvert oh, is the opposite. Introvert is okay. I've been dealing with people all day. It's all inner I peace. I need baby. to just get away. It's all inner peace. I need my space. I need to get out of my way. I can go hang out with my cat. That's right. Leave me alone. And even then, I don't want to hang out with. So the family. ambivert is the person that needs both. They need that that interaction, but they also need time where. And I'm that way. I sometimes I want to just go down in the basement. And put on like, you know, all the Star Trek episodes or whatever, you know, just like, just leave me alone. I just want to sit down here by myself. And don't, just, don't talk to I me. Need some time. I, need some, I need some me time. And that, but there's other times where I'm like, man, I, I just, I really do need to get out with people and recharge batteries that way as well. So well, I, I'm considered, I consider myself at least an ambivert. Okay. Getting, getting back toward McCartney and, yeah, the, and, the, mus- back, and the music thing, Paul, yeah. but with the music thing. Do you think that most musicians, would it be safe to say that most musicians are extroverts? I don't think so. I, 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 I'll, I'll take Paul in to agree. You know, I don't think, I think you're right. I think most musicians are introverts or, or ambiverts, ambiverts. possibly, I, possibly 30, 33%. Um, you know. I, I think Paul McCartney is an extrovert. Oh, absolutely. Think about this. Get back to Paul McCartney. The man is what? 77? I think he turned just turned yeah. seventy seven. I don't know. But the man right. is still yeah. It's forty two. He was born in forty two. Yeah. Um, the man is still touring. Yeah. Now let let's put this in perspective. With the Beatles, the one of the reasons that the Beatles broke up is because Paul wanted to go out on the road again, and nobody else wanted to do that. They wanted to do an album, but they didn't want to tour. And back then, it was you do an album and then you tour. That's how. And if you were the Beatles. They they insisted you tour everywhere twice, you know, yeah, all over that, the. That all takes over it the out of you. I don't like going out for a ten day tour. I I don't In mind. Of course, I, I'm fifty three. Right. See, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if 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 now the only thing bad about it would be with me and Chrissy, 
But if if somebody this told is me, the thing though, you get older, you get married, you have kids, you just you, your station in life changes. Yeah, exactly. but but look at Paul McCartney. Doesn't change for him. He's out there. Man, seventy-seven years old. The reason he left the Beatles in 1970 was because they weren't going to tour anymore. He said, Screw you guys. You're not going to tour. I'm going to go. So he starts doing his own stuff, and he's touring. At 77 years old, Ringo Starr's still touring. So I guess it's Ringo's 75, I think. Right. Uh, but it, you know, you look at those those two, and they're still touring. Right. It's incredible. They could easily look at each other and go, I'm just going to go live on the Beatles residuals, just the Beatles residuals to hell with, you know, my life after the Beatles. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, Wings, I love a lot of Paul's stuff after the Beatles. Um, One of my favorites, and I just had a friend of mine turn me on to an alternate version of it is um, someone's knocking at the door. Mm -hmm. Uh, Guitar player of my band, John Simon. Right. He had terminal this the Brothers Landrew. Brothers do a, Landrew. do a version of it. And it's like, oh, I love that tune. And it's just a great version of it. Yeah. And all, all this the way the analyzation was about the Beatles, at least in my view, I'm sure there's other people that agree. The beginning of the Beatles, and I realize it's not specifically talking about Paul, but we're getting back here. Right. Um, the beginnings of the Beatles, in my mind, were, were the the they were in the '60s, but they were they were living in the doo-wop era of the '50s and how they did things, yeah, coming out like of that. Little Richard and, and and guys like that, Jerry Lee Lewis. Well, I believe they were big fans of the King. Yeah, the Elvis too, as well. I know they were they were uh, fans of Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard. Some of the stuff that Paul does, where he does a high little woo, you know, like that yeah. crap. It's all it's all like Little Richard imitations, like he right. does with yeah. Oh Darling. Um, but the, the point is, is that the beginning part of that was, that was John Lennon's group. John Lennon lived in that, in that mop top fifties type of thing. And then John started to grow a little older. He was, I think one of the first Beatles to be married. He was married to Julia. No, he was married to Julia. That song Julia is about, about his, his wife, Julia. And he was living one of those lives where after the band was off the road, he was just doing a regular, like, you know, regular guy and living at home. This is part of that part of stuff in, in uh, McCartney's autobiography. Paul would go visit him and he couldn't really come out and play, you know, because, because he was stuck with Julian and Julia and he was living the the married life. Julian is, is his first son, not the son with Yoko. Julian's your age, I think. Get out of here. I thought, nope. See, I'm just not, I'm not that into the Beatles. I just don't know that. No, all that stuff. But the, the the point is, is that that early part of that was 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 uh, John, and then it changed, and it became Paul's Paul's band. Now John and Paul together were great co co writers. They uh, helped each other get through the fact that Paul was writing a lot of insulin type based songs that you needed, you know, to be on some kind of uh, you know sweetener in order to you know, or lack of sweetener. And John was the angsty poet. But right. when by the time the Beatles ended. The band was going in Paul's direction, and, and what Wings and Paul did you after. You can hear the continuation. Oh, it's of the just the continuations of the Beatles. Um, it's really, nothing more. Yeah, he's he's just so melodic. And, uh, this is kind of what I find interesting is he's he's truly an artist, in my opinion. Sure, absolutely. I mean, he's a musician, but beyond being a musician, he's truly an artist. And there right. are people that are musicians that are not artists. No, and and there are. Artists that don't have some of the musical skills that are required of other, yeah, I, I want to say like the the pedestrian skills, right, right, of the musician, and that is one of our first podcasts. We talked about reading 
and writing music. And how important that it can be. Yeah, and he does not. Right. He doesn't. Well, we talked about this about he was on um, uh, the last name is Coburn, the, the the guy that sings the late night guy, not Stephen Colbert, the the guy that does uh, uh, driving singing thing. Like, oh, oh, the James, taxi. It's, I think it's James Coburn. I think yeah, it's James Coburn. Yeah. Um, but he was telling James Coburn he didn't write down any of these Beatles songs. No, no. He decided that if he could recreate it multiple times and remember the changes and play, play everything, then it was worth while it was a song. Sure. Can you imagine how many songs he's forgotten? Oh my gosh, he's probably forgotten more than I'll ever that. than I'll ever play in my life. Yeah, you know, but but how, how many of those things would have been hits? You know, maybe some, maybe none. You know, but hard to but, say. But hard to he say. didn't. He hasn't. He doesn't write music. Yeah, he's, his quote was, "I don't see music as dots on a page." Right, and it's it's an oral art form. So yeah, I get it. That makes sense. But it's like. If you're a if you're a working musician, it's kind of the tools of the trade. You know, you're if you want to work as a working musician, you need to you know do as many at least something can that to, yeah to keep yourself employed. And um, he does say that he's embarrassed about it. Well, here's here's the here's the funny. I, I, how does Paul well, here's here's the here's the funny thing about this. Obviously, his life after the Beatles has been longer than his life with the Beatles. Oh, for, life yeah. with, oh, with the Beatles. Let, let's just let's just say fifty nine to sixty nine. Right. Let's just say ten solid years. I'm probably more or less give or take here or there. But think about all the stuff he's done now. When George passed away, George's son, I think his son's name is Dolly. He he and Eric Clapton and Paul and Albert Lee and all these guys did a version of While My Guitar Gently Weeps. There's Paul out front. Clapton is singing. He played the solo. He played the solo on the original track. George didn't. Uh, 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 Eric Clapton did. And Eric's singing. Paul's in the back playing flipping piano. So he's not really playing his instrument. You know, I still right. consider his instrument to be guitar or bass. You know, yeah, but and, he, he plays behind the piano. On his all, well, yeah, all the time, oh, all the time yeah. he does. I mean, I, I don't, I just don't consider that his primary instrument. Sure. He, he may consider it his primary instrument. I just don't consider it his primary instrument. But he's sitting there singing background Eric Clapton and playing. Yeah. And you know, he's embarrassed that he can't read music. No, he's mastered music. He's like, did, yeah. certainly the pop genre. Sure. I mean, he's he's mastered it. You know, he's, he, he's, he's uh, the man's well, he's, seventy-seven he's years old, and he's doing. <laughs> he's, he, he's got hits. That that uh, come on to me is, is is a hit, and, you know. F you, you know that 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 uh, f, uh, f you is what's what it's. What's his name? The, who? who? Who do you write that for? I don't know that song. What song are you talking? It's about? all it's all from uh, the Egypt Station album, the, li the last album he put out. Oh, okay. See, you have to listen to some of that. There's yeah. is you know there's a tune called "Come On to Me." Will you come on to me? I'll come on to you. It's it. Oh, you have to listen. It, oh, yeah, you. You have to listen to it because okay, the guy's seventy-seven years old, and he wrote two hits. Yeah. How many people are that old and, and write hits? Uh, you and I are lucky to you know to to write a couple. You're writing songs like 
like um tin pan alley right now you're like you're like in your little <laughs> i'm just in a mode like, where it's just writing tunes let's like do this little, let's do this tune like a much yeah like, i've already got the next three tunes we can do for you know for the for, for two weeks when i come back after my vacay i brought zero tunes to the table well i come over i go hey hey jr did a lot of tunes I did supply good, some, <laughs> supplying some beer that's the, the beer is certainly certainly helpful i i could probably use the beer when i'm writing but you know, no, <laughs> it sounds good enough to be right. I like your tunes. Uh, One so, thing he said in the uh, sixty minutes interview was, "I think people worry about things." I found that interesting. He said, regardless of their elevation or no matter where their you know station is in life, people worry, and I found that to be so true because if someone like him, he what does he have to worry about? Well, there's there's a couple different ways to look at that. I mean, if you if you look at it as the man is worth one billion dollars, he's worth one billion dollars. One billion. That was on the interview. He's, he's so, worth so he's worth one billion dollars. Over one billion dollars. Well, I think it's one point two. Um, okay, you know, let's let, split let's hairs. not split over. Hairs. Yeah, like two hundred million dollars, Vinny. Really? Well, I'll tell you Chill, what. He bro. can have the billion. I'll take the two hundred million. I'll never. I'll never. I promise. I'll never darken his door again. You know, or sit out there going, "Ball, I know. can get two mil. I, I, I kind of need a loan. You know, um, I mean a gift, <laughs> yeah, a grant, a grant. Yeah, a grant for my music that I'm writing about you. <laughs> um, but he, what does he have to worry about? Nothing. Well, family. Well, yeah. Relationships. Are we all worry. I and mean, that's the thing. It's just like he's still a human being. He's still he says something like, uh, I don't know what people think about me. He's worried about that. Like he well. should care. But he says that in the interview. I don't know what people think about me. Probably because people won't tell tell him the truth. Of oh, I'm sure about him because I, he's Sir Paul McCartney. I'm sure. I'm sure. If you and I met, and him, I don't even know if I would tell him the truth. No, of what I, I would think not tell. Not not unless I had a relationship with him over a long period of time. Yeah, then I might say. You know, I might I might say, hey, you, hey, let me say something. This let me, is a base club. This is this is a whole note, Paul. <laughs> this is, you know, it's a circle. It's a, a circle with a line on it. You know, that's kind of important. Yeah, yeah. But let's go have some tea. That's it. That's it's time for tea and crumpets. You know, those Brits they like. Tea. Well, of course, two and four o'clock or whatever the hell. But it I, I found that interesting because it's it's so enlightening that everybody worries about things. Everybody in the world. Well, that's it's like negativity bias. We talked about ne- negativity bias, bias in the past. It's like we're just so drawn I, to, I, towards worry and I, fear. I think I think there's two reasons that we worry. I, this is off point, but it, that's why it's called on base. Point, an off point, yeah. So there's two, go. There's, go two point, there's, go, there's go. two reasons that we worry. One is we're all going to die. Oh, yeah, there's that's I mean, flat out. But we I, we understand that. That's most I don't think there, there's a difference between like there's a difference between monkeys, knowing you're going to die and die. understanding it. Because every right. day you wake up, if you have a kink in your back or a crick in your neck or your something else hurts, you're going, ah, this am I done? Is this it? Is this is this time to check out? Because it's not one of these things where it's on a list and you go, okay, in your 82nd year and 35 days, you're going to develop a terrible cold and die six days later. If somebody told you that, what would you have to be worried about? Well, just the fact that you have you're you're getting closer to that. Yeah, but you can't do anything about it. You, you no, know what's going to happen. No. You know, but but this mystery of death 
is one of these things where we all worry about. But I don't think other beings understand death. Maybe they do. Maybe well, maybe, okay. Maybe then it goes. Th th then it goes. I, I don't know because they right. beach themselves. No. Then it goes to the second part of this: is we have free will. Yes, we do. And because of that, we're not in this place like like an instinctual animal, like a cat or a dog or whatever. Now there are moments where a cat will go away to die because they know they don't feel right and there's something wrong. But that's an instinctual thing. That's it's not, not that's not awareness. a scared a scared or awareness where you're going to go. Oh yeah. shit, I'm dying. You're going. I it's don't not, feel good. Yeah. I need to get away from everybody. And there's no other cat. Day. Like a doctor cat saying, you have terminal cat. You have terminal, you know, cataitis. No, it's, it's, you know. it's just instinctive, like you right. said. Right. So right. The, the two reasons everybody worries is free will and we're all going to die. I, I, I think that rolls it up in, into a nice little neat little package because you can talk about, okay, we don't have money. Well, Paul McCartney has money. He worries about what people think about him. He's worried about something. And so it has nothing think, to do with money. I, I think there is a biological aspect to it. I think that we come from, you know, we have the CPU, which is our brain sure. and our nervous system, and it it has evolved. How old's our nervous system? I mean, it really has evolved from from fucking from protozoa. sea creatures, yeah, yeah, from sea creatures, yeah, you know, like lobsters. Right. Jordan Peterson talks about lobsters, and and yeah. then you know, cavemen. Right. And, and we'll we back don't to the protozoa and the really amoeba. Get, we yeah. don't. I mean, we get little updates. Darwin believes we get little updates, right? Which are by chance. Um, so we get these little updates, but we're still operating with this brain in this nervous system that came from cavemen. And when when a caveman came out of his cave, what did he do? What, you know, what, what were his worries? He looked up and went, said, "What the hell's that well, thing this in the sky?" What's this coming yeah. down to scoop you up, yeah. and have you for dinner? <laughs> right. Not really, because uh, okay, once again, people. Uh, you're not a you're not a I'm not a you're not an archaeologist or or, or a historian or, or any of that crap. But <laughs> suffice to say, <laughs> they actually had shit to worry about. It wasn't maybe it was a saber tooth tiger. It wasn't a pterodactyl. Well, maybe it was the getting a piece of meat much, out of their teeth. The, the, the pterodactyl is a much better visual. Caveman comes <laughs> out of cave. Pterodactyl comes out, grabs him. It takes him for the baby pterodactyls for lunch. <laughs> That's a real worry. Well, of course it's or a, a saber tooth or or whatever. So th there's this instinct. That's I think an instinctual built, fear. It's, it's I think it's built into our DNA to to be worried and be negative. It's not just we know. It's not just conscious, but I think there's also a biological or oh, physiological. I'm sure, there's physiological. It's, it's fight, flight, or freeze. Fight, yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you see. Headlights, or you see blue lights in the rearview mirror. You go, oh shit! What starts happening though? You put your away heart, the pot. <laughs> yeah. Your heart rate goes. Right. Everything. Your you blood pressure sweating. goes up. You start sweating. And, Skin response and, 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 and uh, those responses yeah. are physiological responses because you enter to a into, stimuli. You enter into fight or flight response. You know, or at least you and I know, I am not going to get in a fight with this officer, no. and I'm not going to outrun him. Nope. Yet alone. Still, then the heart's pumping blood to the extremities. Yeah, because that's how we either have to run for our lives or something or we're to punch it out. Right, right. And we're sweating. We're already cooling down the muscles because we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna use them. We're gonna yeah. yeah. And what we really need to be doing is going chill the fuck out. down yeah. and 
find your ID and your insurance and talk your way out of this bitch. But we're fighting. We're fighting our We're fighting like physical reactions yeah. that we're having. My, my father was a Pennsylvania State policeman. And when he when he was on traffic, mm-hmm. he used to have a, a, a light. It was on top of a gun. But he would walk up to, to, to the people and say license and registration and shine a light on them. As soon as he shined that light on them, they all, they all, all of them go, was like, oh, fuck, you know, what the hell's going yeah. on? Because they think that, you know, that they're, they're you know, the, that famous white light, where were you at the night of the 16th, you know, type of thing. <laughs> but the, the whole point of it is that was my father's way to judge whether these people were just nervous or there was something else going on. Sure. You know, between pupils between but you never know you, you you could get a reaction from someone that's oh absolutely you could have somebody the shit themselves if the depending on yeah, the circumstances they, they, there was and, nothing I, and, going I, on. and i wish i was you was can kidding. look anywhere in the car ossifer but the trunk yeah right every everything's good but what's in what's in the back seat you know everything i promise you know oh i haven't got any guns no i, I my wife took those home yesterday you know. but i think if people realize you're fighting biology yeah you're fighting Physiology. Sorry, so a lot of times, and so, that goes right back to the negativity bias, bias right. which is what we were talking about. It's like you are drawn, you are naturally drawn to be negative. Shit is gonna go. It's bad. Shit, shit's happening. The command chief. I run into him at um, it was somebody's retirement luncheon. Okay. He goes, "Oh, hey man, I got to talk to you about something. It's not bad. Oh, well, it's kind of we need to talk." Yeah. Now you're here. Going. There's people here. Yeah. What am I thinking? Uh, do I need to retire early? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do I need a retirement date now? <laughs> it's it's not bad. Well, it's kind of bad, but I I had something. We can't I, talk here. I, I what do I have going through in my mind? I did something wrong. I, I'm going to have to explain to him or blow. He didn't. I don't even work for him. Right. He's a he's a coworker. Right. At the, at the, right, le- at the level a, you're he at. He has an elevated job, but, but he does not rank me. No, at the, at the, at the level that you're at. He's not my at, boss. You need, you need, you know. Vinny, I was shitting bricks. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Did you did you ask him? Did well, I found, I'm not leaving the damn club until I find him and go, you can't do that to me. What the hell is going on? Well, well I had I, I had somebody. And, and it was not. It wasn't you. No, well, I, I had it was somebody else. I had somebody at work saying, um, we, we need to meet with um, the owner, uh, you, me, and uh, somebody else. And I went, okay. And then I stopped and I went, fuck this. I'm asking. You know, there ain't no, there ain't no way. If, I, if I'm, if I'm getting hosed. about it. It's well, negativity about it. You're drawn to it. Dude. Well, but, but as soon as I said, um, is there anything that I did wrong? And she goes, oh, no, no, you didn't do a thing wrong. It's about something else. Oh, okay. Well, then fine. Yeah. I don't yeah. care if you tell me the sky's falling. We go through life, and like Paul said, he said, I think people worry about things. Everybody worries, worries about, about everything. Right. It's just crazy. Well, right, so you so know? did he say Did he say what he does about, about trying to make people, you know, like he's worried about what people think of him? He says that um, he doesn't do selfies, but, he, um, but he'll do a chat. Right. He'll talk to somebody. Yeah, he'll do a chat, but he doesn't know what people think about him and he's you know it's like an insecurity or or whatever and i think it's very natural oh sure it is well think about it how here's what he thinks he said he was like he was i forget what album it was it might have been on revolver there there was something i think i have it in my notes because i took some notes um he thought everything was out of tune 
he listened to it and he was like, this, it was like a final mix or whatever. He's like, we can't put this out. Everything's out of tune. He was freaking out. You know, it was something on Revolver. Oh. And, and he was like, we can't put this, this, you, 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 you have, listen to this, it's, it's out of tune. You know, however he would say, it. you know, and they, they, everyone listens. No, it's, it's fine. fine, man. It's, what the hell's your problem? Yeah, it's fine. And you go, oh, just kind of worried about it. Well, it, it, here, here's the, here's the other part of this. Over the years that he was with the Beatles, and then now mm-hmm. with with him being with with Wings, and now and then the group he's with now, he's been with them longer than he's been with Wings or with the Beatles. Right, Abe Memorial uh, Jr. and uh, uh, the other two dudes. Yeah. So, or three dudes, because there's there's a keyboard player. Anyway, the the, the point of this is that he that he has been in the public eye, but out of the public sector for. 60, 50 years, 50 years, hmm. 60 years. Cause if he started right. in 59, cause he doesn't go up and hobnob with people. Hi, how are you? Unless it's somebody that's famous, you know? So he's completely unaware of what's going on outside of his, I'll say little plastic bubble life. Think about this. He gets whisked onto the stage. Everybody sets up the stuff. He only goes in and does a sound check. And then he goes back and sits and eats <laughs> pasta you know, because he's killing me. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about uh, it. You know, nobody does any of that crap. He, I do. He, he walks in. When Did you see the Russian one the, the back in the USSR DVD? No. Him and his, at the time, his wife, Heather Mills, are riding around in goddamn bicycles in Red Square while they're putting up the band. They're putting everything up. This guy has nothing to worry about. He goes, well, would you like some pasta primavera with, with, with lunch? You know, sure, because I can't have any veg- anything but vegetables because I'm a vegetarian. Well, okay, that maybe that he has to worry about whether he's going to get vegetables or pasta or whatever with dinner. But he doesn't have anything else to worry about. He goes back in, back into his room, sings a few notes, Dude, probably gets high. And I'm loading the truck. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, guess what? I'm, you're going to do I'm it when you're 55, cables. too. Yeah. yeah, I'm wrapping cables. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, we're loading the truck and... Uh, I, I probably could get away with, you guys got this, I'm, I'm rolling home. Yeah. But that's not the right answer. No, it's not the right answer. And and it takes somebody like you to understand in that place what it means to deal with that. Now, I'm sure Paul Paul takes care of his people very well, yeah. whether he pays them well or whatever. But in your, in your circumstances... I'm not an artist. I'm just no, a no, you're just a musician. And you should be able to pick up your bass and take care of it. But you should also be able to, to pack up and show the guys yeah. next to you that you can do the same shit they're doing. Let's all get out of here together. It's a team right. effort. It's a team effort. I, I can pack the bass stuff up in probably 10 minutes. Oh, if, 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 if you're lucky. I but bet then you there's all the, all the power cables mm-hmm. that are out. There's all the... Um, PA speakers, extension and, and cords, ex- all that stuff, and this all of the mic cables that make the performance happen. Right, uh, I'll wrap mic cables. Sure, yeah, yeah. You may, at, at fifty three years old, whether you were a chief or whether you were a tech sergeant, you know, you may not be doing the same kind of things that some of the younger bucks are, as far as lifting, lifting, lifting certain things. You know, yeah, but, and I'm still doing. I'll still get down. Let's let's lift the board back up on right. the stage so we can get into the truck. Right. Let's get four people on it. Right. Let's four people hurt on myself. it. No, yeah, yeah. I I, I don't want to retire with I'm a hernia. I'm not going to not pull my weight. No. That's to the contrary. I'm, I'm probably going to try and outwork them. That's what. So when you're 53, you still you can still do this. Tail. Right. You know, leaders eat last. That's what. Yeah. Um, Simon Sinek says. Yeah, and and, and, and that's and, part of that principle. Let's get out there and get get, get involved. 
Yeah. Get involved. Get, we, get used, we, used have this, we used to have this running thing with Mezzanotti and Drew. Mm-hmm. We would pack up, and we, we, were, we all knew what the, what the end result was of packing up. We all got back to the hotel room, and we could all drink. You know, I'm serious. <laughs> I, it's true. just just as simple, simple yeah. as honest as, as you get. You go back to the yeah, hotel room and we all meet. It's yeah. Let's get this done. Let's well, we're, well, but for us, that was that was our motivation. So like John Kukin, who's still in who's still in the Air Force. Hi, yeah. hi, Kukin. You know, John would, would be slow poking it. And we'd be yelling at him. Hey, Kukin, you're cutting into my drinking time. Hurry up. But you were it, kidding. But it was. You were it was kidding, it, it, I was kidding, but I wasn't kidding. And it was yeah. real simple. All of us are being involved. It's not like I'm sitting yeah. over here going, hey, yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. There's no reason to do that. No, no. It's a lot of work. I forgot how much work being in a band is. <sighs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of labor. The, thing the music I kill- stuff's fun. Well, you don't, get pay- you don't get paid to play. You get paid to pack up. That's, yeah. That's you know, the that's, the, that's almost, the whole. That's the whole. any gig. Any gig that you're doing. You or, don't get- or deal with the assholes that you got to deal with. That, that, right. You're like, I play with Jim Smith. Yeah. He's such an ass. I can't stand He's just terrible. I'm kidding. Jim's the nicest guy in the world. Jim, Jim couldn't couldn't be mean. I, well, I told you I saw him mean once, once. But the guy deserved it. Yeah. So, are we gonna play a tune for Paul McCartney? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do your. Well, I don't have a tune for Paul McCartney. How well, about you? I happen to have okay. a tune from Paul McCartney. Oh, yay! <laughs> We're gonna call it Machinations or Machinations because I guess his nickname is Maca or Maca. 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 No, Maca. It's not it's macrame. What the, the Maca. Maca. No, I think it's Maca, which is supposed to be some kind of thing to indicate that your name starts with a MCC for McCartney. Macintosh. Macintosh apples. Some kind of Irish. Yeah, some Irish, Irish name. Or McHenry. Yeah, don't call me that. But th- this thing is... is I'll call him Maca. You know, whatever you call him, that's fine. Whatever. When he shows up to the podcast and he starts talking and he says, you've said it wrong, <laughs> JR, and you're going to go, I'm sorry. And I'm going to go, I told him, I told him, and he didn't listen to me. I don't listen to anybody. <laughs> That's obvious. Except the command chief when he says, Wait, talk to I'm going to talk to it. It's, well, it's not kind of you. serious, but it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not it's, bad. Oh, it's really it, bad. It really is really bad, it's but really bad. I need to talk to you personally. Oh, yeah, shit. shit. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how you came about writing this song. Well, I was, I re- after our conversation last week, I was trying to put together a tune for, for you know, about Paul. And, yeah. I, and I wanted to write something that was kind of like a bass line that he would kind of like. You know, okay. So this is kind of like a combination of Obla D, Obla Da. I think Obla D, Obla. So that was like, yeah, 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 But it's kind of like that, but not really. It's it's kind of like this in another jazz tune, you know, like St. Thomas. But it's it's you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's not exactly the same because I I certainly don't want to be sued. I, I certainly don't want to be sued by anybody. You know, I, 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 yeah, kind of. It's Saint Saint Ladi Saint Ladi. Yeah, Saint Ladi Thomas. Obla Thomas. Yeah. Saint Ladi. Obla Thomas. Life goes on, which kind of relates to what we were just talking about. But and and be drawn into this negativity bullshit, man. You know, it's la, just la, 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 la. life goes on. You just got to deal. Even if, even if I did get fired, what, so what if I did have to retire? Big fucking deal, man. Life goes on. Well, not only that, that's the one thing about the Air Force in particular. Now, it applies to other jobs, but because the Air Force, you retire at relatively an early age. 
you know, most people, most people, you, you know that there's life out after, after the military. Yeah. It's not like you're going to, you're going to be like 75 years okay. old and retire and six retire. months later, you're dead. You know? No, and that, but that does happen. People oh, well, it does. And they die because they, they have no use stress. At one, at one point in time, they'd said that the average lifespan of a, of an Air Force retiree was seven years. I believe it. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's absolutely crazy. But, um, when you, all right, so you did like a, um, obladi, oblada, but kind of a Latin y, kind a of, a lot of kind of thing, because he was really known for his melodies. Right. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know that I have a great melody for it, but the well, melody, he's, he is known. Yeah, he's, he's known still for with it. us. Well, that's right. He is still known for sorry, stuff. Sir Paul. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. If you're listening, if he's if he's listening, we're in deep <laughs> doo doo. You know, it wasn't quite. We're not sixty minutes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, <laughs> da- not, that damn Leslie Stahl. I don't even. <laughs> yeah. I don't even look like who was the old cranky guy. He was Andy from, Rooney. I don't even look. Yeah, it's like. You can, Andy you Rooney. Can pass for Andy Rooney. And, no, Andy Rooney had more eyebrow hair than you and I have together of our hair. Period. He had more enough hair eyebrow coming hair. Out of his nose. He could braid all that stuff. <laughs> There's no way we look like Andy Rooney. No. That's, that's just oh, not, that's funny stuff. All right, let's play this. And um, what do you need me to do? Let's see. I'm, I'm doing like uh, I'm just staying the low end here. Yeah, perhaps some low end fund. I have a little. Bass, yeah. Bass kind of groove to it. All right, so here we go. Thank you. 
I like playing that tone. Well written, sir. Well written. Thank when you. When I say sir, I don't mean in the royal. Yeah, no, no. There's no. I just mean sir. Yeah. No. I'm about as much of a sir as you're a madam. Okay. <laughs> Wait. No, I'm offended. <laughs> well, I'm you. sure you're not the only one. <laughs> Screw you. Asshole. Yeah. So that's a nice. I like that. How'd you come up with the bridge? Why did you go to A on the bridge? I, it it was it was just a it was just a happening. It just I, I like the the thing where it, the I like the D minor. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but I didn't want to start with that. But it was like a like a different break. I thought, yeah. There's like um, I there's so much potential for that bridge. I really like how it gets to the B minor. You know, I don't know. There's. Like a driving aspect to that bridge. I, yeah, I you, feel you, can, like I, you can. A little feel change, where it's a little. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it would be really we should cool. Have tried it would be really cool to like start publishing these tunes with my band or with Jim. Or, yeah. Or whatever you know. What I mean? it, like, it, it would be neat to do. It, it would require a, lo- a lot of fleshing out, but it would be fun. Yeah. It would be fun to do. I think it's fleshing out. Fleshing. You put flesh on the bones. Maybe it's flushing out, but I thought it was flushing out. I'll, whatever. Flush okay. out. Let's Ask flesh it out then. Ask Siri. I don't have Siri. You have Siri. I have Siri. Let me see if she'll talk to us. I have that damn Bixby. Siri, what does fleshing out mean? Means you're whacked. Definition. Um, well, here it is. Flushed, flushed out is, is in the dictionary. Flushed or flushed? Flesh. Fleshed out. Yeah, fleshed out. Um, given substance or detail. Okay, then it is fleshed out. I, not, um, I, st- I sit on my face. Full clad from his imagination. A plan fleshed out with statistics and details. Okay, so so we'll, fle- we'll flesh it out. We'll flesh the old idea. Just flesh this thing out. Put some skin and bones on it. All right, that, that sounds good to me. So, you know, Paul's very famous to the point where you don't want to be that famous, I think. I think you get to a point of fame with like the Kardashians and people that can't leave their houses. But I think there's also a point where 
it's enjoyable or you get to know enough people or not people know you, you have some notoriety. What's what for you would be like the right level of fame? At what level would you be like, okay, it's not too much where there's paparazzi outside Vinny's door, but you'd be like kind of cool to be like famous enough to blank. Well, you know what I mean? Oh, but before you answer, this is for, for Mike. We're opening a Dave's Ale. This is Dale's Pale Ale. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah. Um, which is brewed in Colorado. So anyways. All right. Back to the So question. what's – what? well, first of all, I would have to clarify several things. One, in order for me to be famous, I would have to have enough money to do whatever I choose. I don't know what that means as far as amount. Maybe there's goes. no money. Maybe you're, you're infamous. No, I want to be – I want money. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you've obviously confused I, I, me with somebody else. Apparently, you're making demands on my question. Uh, yeah, well, that's right. I'm setting the values that it works for me. Okay, so let's say I need to have I need to have enough money that I don't have to worry about you, you, you anything. Got, you have enough money to own your own yacht. Let's say. Okay, the, the thing is, is that part of this notoriety has to do with something you've done. Obviously, right. So whether it's become a millionaire overnight. Or whether it's become maybe the podcast goes bananas. If the podcast book goes bananas and we have ninety five sponsors and you and I are making so and much we're, money, we're, we're, next thing you know, we're like writing tunes with Taylor Swift and Sting, and um, I'd be happy as a pig in shit. So, but next yeah. thing you know, it's like, well, what if you got too famous? What's what too, too, what's too famous? That's my question. That's my I don't question think for there you. is a too famous. Because you want to be Kanye West? You want to be hounded by reporters? I don't want to be. I have no desire to be Kanye West. Yeah, but, but no, but he's it, so famous. You don't want to be that. Fam- I would not want to be that famous. No, it, you you misunderstand the nature of everything. If you are famous. <laughs> <laughs> you, you completely understand. My the, wife says the same thing. The same thing. You don't understand The point of this is let's go back and take Paul McCartney, for example. All right. Do you want to be that famous? Yes. I would love to be that famous. And you know why? That guy gets to do anything he wants. And the second part of this is okay. he doesn't have to see one person unless he wants to. That's the thing that I get. If, if he sits in his house and goes, I don't want to see a damn soul all day. I want to wear my smoking jacket and I want to have tea at two and I want to have dinner it at beca- three. But it becomes a prison. It can be if you let it. You can't go down to. Uh, buy a damn island and put a quickie mart on it and a gas station and all that other crap. And I could do anything. I, w- I could walk down the street and be the prince of my own island. Look, it's Prince Vinny. There he goes. I'd so be happy you, as hell. You, your threshold's very, very high of how famous you be. I, I want to be you as be famous like as extremely... hell. I want to own my own island. I want to be the guy that gets in a helicopter so... and goes someplace and gets out of the helicopter and salutes the guy, not the president, but, you know, hi, how are you doing? Good to see you. Let's, let's, let's have some lunch and then go back home. And if I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. I can just sit on my own island and just drink Dale's Pale Ale all day. Dale's Pale Ale is, Dale's Pale is damn it's, skippy. It's good stuff. You know, yeah. But but the, the, the thing about but it is... I, is that, that's too much for me. I don't want that. I, I want to still be able to relate to... I would like people... I don't know. I think that's too much. I, well, I want I, to be able to, to function in society like most people do. Wh- wh- why? Like go to Walmart. Why? Why do you want to function? What... 
wait a minute, let's back up here. Let's let's back up here. What about society makes you want to function in but it? But I like going to no, a bar. I like going to not, a bar and people not, just talking to the, you JR, know. JR, buy your own bar. Fly people in if you want. Be Norm from Cheers. You, I don't think you're going to get... I'm sorry. Your version of this requires you to interact with people. Yeah. They're, no. people. I don't... I, I people like aren't that nice. People. Well, we can talk to them no, on the people, phone. People I can invite nice. you to my island. Come out to my island, hang out for three weeks. You can have mangoes and coconuts and, and beer and rum, and then when you're done, get the hell out. You know, I, I'm sorry. I would I, be able to go down to, you know, the local establishment and not be harassed by photographers and... Well... The sec, the, all right, this, in all seriousness, the second part of this is this. You would have to do something in order to create that moment. In other words, if yeah. you look at the Kardashians or you look at Kanye West, they have changed their persona in such a way that people are drawn to them because of the drama that is involved in their life sure. and what they want to gain. We want to find out what, what outfit Kim Kardashian is wearing that shows off her backside. If you give them that... Which, which is ample. Well, then some. Um, if you give them that ability to do that, then they're going to. If you say, you know what? I'm a nice person. If people want to talk to me, they can talk to me. But if I haven't created some kind of controversy, because that's the difference to me between being famous and being infamous. You know, if you're famous in such a way where you're Warren Buffett and you have money or you're Paul McCartney and you're and you've gotten and nice, nice maneuver there, you know, cheese. Um, you know, those, go ahead. Go ahead. You were saying, <laughs> he, you were saying if, if you are if you are infamous, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's good. If you're if you're right, if you're famous and you've done you've done something that makes you famous then your fame is something that you you have created and I festered. Think that fame can turn into a cage. Only if that. you let it. I don't think so. I think that you can't control how how tight you're going to have to control your actions and what you're going to do. Look look at the presidents. They have secret service. Well, that's that's a, that's a whole that's a whole different it's, thing. It's it, it, part of it. Part of it has fame involved in it, but part of it is it's just like the, the Mark David Chapman that shot John Lennon. Yeah, he shot John Lennon because it made him famous. He didn't shoot John Lennon because he didn't like him. In fact, if you remember the story, he got John yeah. Lennon's autograph the afternoon before John went to the studio. Right. You know, and so. It wasn't that he was he wanted to kill John Lennon because he was famous. It was because it was going to make him famous. Doesn't matter. Still dangerous. I again I take Paul Lynn to block. I disagree. I think if you are famous enough but about your actions and how you are, very few things will become controversial. I don't think you can get that famous and not be controversial. Ah, uh... People, there are there are haters. There are just people out there. Well, everybody, that the, every, everybody has a has a. This person's making too money, much money. This person's doing this. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean now the, the presidency thing. It's it's a it's a title. That's political. It's title and it's a political, right? You, you, whether it's Trump or anybody else, they want to kill the president because but it makes them. I think them anyone that rises to a certain level 
there, there are going to be haters. There's going to be people that just want to bring you down because you've risen to that level. And I think you bring up a very good point, about, and it speaks to my point of view with John Lennon. It doesn't matter whether it's political or apolitical. This guy was, he was extremely famous. John Lennon was a poet. He was a beetle. He was, you know, investigated by the FBI. Yeah, he was on the uh, on Hoover's and, and That yeah. didn't kill him. What killed him was some fan that wanted to yeah. be famous. It's like, wow, I don't want to be that famous. I really don't. I, I, I like think spending that, time with my family, my kids. I don't want to have to go through an airport and be. See, it, it, the thing for me is, is that I think we're approaching it in the same way, just with different ends. You don't want to be that famous because you don't want to have the baggage that comes with the fame. Yeah. And my, my, my thing is, is if I'm in for fame, I'm in for all in where I have so much money that I can control every freaking thing. I can control where I live. I control how I breathe. You know, everything. I can be Michael you Jackson control, and put myself what, in that. You can control what people tell you. Yeah. That's I want, what he did. It's like, that. I don't want that. I want people to be able to say, you fucked this up. Hey, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be molesting young children. That's really a bad idea. But he was so famous and rich that. Which he are we talking about? Michael Jackson. Oh, 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 oh. all right. I, Bill Con I, look at Bill Cosby. Well, now, now here, here, here's the second part of this, and I'll, and I'll use both those guys as an example. Now, Michael Jackson led a, led a torrid life as far as he's a five year old that was put into into the light of fame, and it, although it hasn't come out in, in specificity, too much his fame. well, too no much wait, fame. no wait, wait, you're missing the point. <laughs> he was abused by his by his father, right, to the point where that caused him to react the way he did later on in life. The fame was was a uh, enabler. An, an, an no, it was it was an ingredient in the mix. Same thing. You know, ingredients don't enable you. Ingredients add make, to make add, to, the, add to the sauce, but they don't they don't make the sauce. If the ingredient isn't there, it's still sauce. If Michael Jackson was a pedophile, his fame doesn't make him a pedophile. His fame may allow him to do things to become a pedophile. But that, that that doesn't mean that, that it's the it's if he was the not impetus. famous, he could not that enabled him to be a pedophile. That enabled him. If you watch Neverland, he could not have gotten away with what he got away with. Those parents would not have let their children. That's that's that fame was enabling. Uh, okay, I I will I will admit that, the, that, that. The, I will admit that the fame gave him leeway and latitude to do things that were wrong. Okay, and, and the same thing applied to his death. He had he had a damn doctor coming over here giving him shots of freaking propanol, yeah. or or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Propanol is the stuff that you get when you get the, the colonoscopy. Regardless, it's and it, it's making him sleep, which is what he wants. This guy gives him a cocktail that he doesn't wake up with, you yeah. know. And that's now that that fame, but that goes back to the way he was treated by his father. Regardless, Michael Jackson, too much fame. There are other people. There are millions of people that were treated like Michael Jackson was by his father. Let's yeah. agree on that. No, oh, absolutely. There are a lot of people that are abused, and they become resilient, and they learn from it, and they stop. Well, some don't. Some continue the... The proclivity. And then other people go, I'm never going to be like that. And they learn, and they grow, and they become better human beings. But, but I think but in, his but in, fame ultimately... 
led to his demise. Well, I think his fame led to his demise is because just like with Elvis, Elvis lived in a place yeah, where now good, now El Elvis good uh, now Elvis's situation was he didn't realize all the bad things he was doing because at the time the drugs that he was doing were they were all kind of you know legal, legal and and he you know drugs to sleep drugs to wake up and everything else. Yeah. He was still functioning. He functioned as well as you could function in that situation. But now here, that guy, I'll, I'll flip the script Do on you. you want to be that famous? Famous like Elvis? Yeah. Um, I'm saying fuck no. Not, not if you're going to become a, a caricature of yourself, which is what happened with him. What's, what happened to David Lee Roth? Oh, sorry, Dave, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, Elvis became a caricature of his, his self where he was eating fried banana sandwiches and getting heavy. And, 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 and he became this, this persona that took off. But, yeah. if you, but if you look at his life otherwise, um, and, I, and I know it's hard to discern these things, but the, the fact that, that he had Graceland and he was living on Graceland and he, was, he, he wasn't really out in the public. You know, he didn't go to the Quickie Mart to grab a Coke or he whatever. He couldn't. No he, had, no, he had people do that for him. Well, he used his fame, just like I'm sure Paul McCartney uses his fame, not in a handcuffed way, but say, would you please go down the street and get me a soda? And he I paid somebody that, to do that. Oh, I do. I, are you kidding me? If I could have somebody go get me a Coke... You know, not, not. I don't want to be that disassociated with the real world. I would like to go to the bar and sit down and have a beer and have people. You know, maybe they recognize me, maybe they don't. You know, I, I don't. I don't want to be so isolated that I'm handled with kid gloves. People are telling me what they think. What they think I want to hear. And that goes back to Paul McCartney saying, I don't know what, what people, people think, think of me. Well, that's I, this, this, because people aren't going to tell you the truth. Okay, well, here, here's, here's an incident that I think defies that, but maybe not. With that James Colburn, the, the taxi guy, you know, singing taxi thing. Yeah. Paul McCartney was on there. Sure. And Paul, they took, uh, took him to Penny Lane and Abbey Road. He took him to Paul's house when he was growing up. Yeah, yeah. He goes up to the house, knocks on the damn door. You know, hey, love, can <laughs> well, we come he can, in? He can do that. He's well, he can do that. Now, I understand that some of that is is TV and it's a little contrived. Sure. But, but at the same time, he knocked on the door and went inside the house. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that woman didn't freak out, didn't grab her camera, didn't start taking pictures, didn't, you know, oh, sure, come on in. It's good to see you. You know, and, you know that kind of stuff. So the fame in that particular case worked perfectly for him. He was involved in people. How much of, the, of that was scripted or if they well, contacted? The last thing you want to do is knock on the, the door. I'm sorry, he's not home. <laughs> there's no one there. If I, or, there's an eviction yeah, notice like much, on there. How much was that? You know. Well, and and, and, I, and I and I understand I understand that. But here's the thing: they still have to do something that involves the likes of Paul McCartney, because in the ass end of this thing, he's inside the house and he looks out the window and James goes, "Looks like you've got a following." So this wasn't just scripted by somebody going, all right, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Yeah. It was still a little bit natural. Hard to say, hard to know. Um, I just don't. I, I just want I, the money. I, think, I, I want I my own I think there's like a certain amount of, of notoriety or fame I would enjoy. Like Ron Carter. Or, you know what I mean? It's like pe the people that I want to know me are people that are my peers right. or whatnot. It's just like I don't need every Tom, Dick, and Harry Knowing who the hell I am and asking for a, a photo or a selfie with me, I would just prefer it to be people that 
are in my community. I would rather play a jazz concert for 20, 30 people that really enjoy what I'm doing right. as opposed to a massive concert for a hundred million, you know, a hundred thousand well, people at Wembley and, and not enjoy the music. Well, that, that, you know, no, well, no, think, certainly. If, if, if you're not, kind of if, dri- if, that's if, kind of what I'm driving. If you're not, if you're not enjoying, if you're not enjoying the music, then, what, then what about, what are we, no, I, I, if, what if about the wall, have you watched the wall? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he kind of got to that point where he was so famous that he couldn't do anything. He was yeah. sitting in his own, own room watching shit and TV and, you know, fall fucked getting, up. Yeah. You know, well, that's, that, I mean, that's true. But the, 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 yeah. The idea, but the idea behind it is, if your talent, i.e. Paul McCartney, or your ability, i.e. Michael Jackson, makes you famous, okay, makes people want to go see you. Look, Michael Jackson went to Japan, Paul McCartney went to Japan, and all these people are all over the place flocking to them. What, in my opinion, the talent that he had created his fame and the fame created all those people and he owes it to those people to perform. He doesn't sit at home with his finger up his nose going, I've got a hundred million dollars. I don't need any more, you know? So he's paying back his audience. They owe anything to anybody as a human being. Do you really? If if really? if you play in a place that pays you a lot of money, do you think you owe them anything? You owe them what they paid for. If they paid to show up and so if you're Ariana Grande and you do a show and people pay a hundred and fifty dollars per ticket, and some people are probably paying a shitload more than that. Oh hell yeah, the boxes or whatever. It's like what you owe them is what they are expecting. You owe, them a, sh- you owe them a show. You owe them the show that. Your name, you know, should live up to. And some people do and some people don't. Regardless, well, regardless. Once that show's over, you don't owe people shit. All right, you're right. But go what, a, what about this? Go live on your island, Vinny. Go, go what about, what about take this? your private plane to your I'm island. Take my private you know, plane to And people are like, oh, what happened to Vinny? Vinny's gone. He's back on his island. There's no expect. I mean. Well, you, you will lose. You in that particular case, you will lose because I was going to bring this up, but it, and it ties in. One Ari one Ariana Grande concert is you get what you pay for. Yeah. Let's say, for the sake of this argument, I hate to use her as a, as, a, as an example. Let's say that in the process She's of this, famous. we have created this iconic person. Oh, like let's use yeah. let's now use we're somewhere, now, okay. now we're talking about let's say Madonna. Yeah. Or, or we're talking about Sting. Or we're talking Elvis. about Rush or yeah, Elvis. Whatever. We've created this yeah. iconic character because okay. now it's not just one concert. It's years of concerts. So now you have these mega fans that are fans of your work over a body of time. So you think you owe them something? I think that if their money and the concerts that you do to get their money create money in your bank account. I mean, let's look at Paul McCartney. Let's look at Paul McCartney. How much swag does that guy need to sell? He sells uh, none, but he, he... Oh, no. He sells a shit ton. He doesn't need to sell a damn thing. He doesn't thing. need to sell a damn thing. He's worth a billion dollars. Right. But but he's per- sure he does. He's perpetuating that circle and creating that money on infinite. I want the T-shirt. I want, but not, it's not only a T-shirt. He's, JR, he's doing the new album, has this version. He's... 
he's releasing old wing albums like Venus and Mars. Those albums are 30, year, 30 years old, 20 years old, 30 years old. 30, year plus. 30 years old. He's releasing them again on vinyl, making more money on top of the money he already made. And there are people that are buying that. And he owes them for all the money that he's made. What, what does he owe them? He owes them a perpetuation of what he's doing. That's why he's still on the road. That's not why he's sitting on an island growing a beard saying, I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. Because if you look at that, the second part of that is this. If Vinny goes to his island and says, that's it. I did my three concerts. I got all the accolades I need. I'm yeah. done. I've made a million dollars or a billion dollars and I'm not doing anything else. How much longer are you going to be famous? Who Who cares? Well, but the point is, is that some of these people feed off of this with the idea of it's like an aphrodisiac or it's a, it's, you know, no, if you want to keep the, yeah, the ball rolling, keep the ball rolling, but like, like Jimmy Buffett, that's not, no, that's a, that's a, that's, that's like an addiction. Yeah. It is like an addiction because you're out in like front Jimmy of the Buffett, audience. Yeah, it's like Jimmy, Buff- Jimmy Buff- Buffett goes out for a million dollars, a, a million, tour, a million dollar concerts. <laughs> he does concerts like between, June and September or whatever. And so he does like $10 million or $20 million worth of concerts. And he goes back to his cheeseburger in paradise and, he, and you never hear from him again. You know, he's got a business with this. Look, um, uh, is it David? Sammy Hagar is the one that does, that has Cabo Wabo. Yeah. The, the, you know, uh, Sammy Hagar was in, was in Van Halen, famous all over the place. He's still famous with the group that he has now. It's just not the same. And Michael Anthony's in that group, but uh, and and Jason Bond, Jason Bond's in that group. I thought, but um, he's taken that and he's made other things. He's made Cabo Wabo. He's making money off of Cabo Wabo. People are buying it. Guess why they're buying it? Because his name is Sammy Hagar, not because it's tequila. Right. It's perpetuating that fame. I know we're beating a dead I, horse. I don't want to be that famous, Vinny. I'm going to be that famous. I do not want to be that famous. I'm going to be that famous. It's not real. I'll invite you. It's not. I'll invite it's you to not the real island. humanity. I don't think you you live in a real world when you're that famous. You don't have to have humanity. You have to have TV and servants and and then you, God. Yeah, yeah. you know, then you then you then you sit and give all your money. Look at Paul McCartney. He does all that stuff for the whole reason I brought this damn thing up <laughs> was why it's because I go <laughs> because I'm gate. sure we're way I off go topic. Gate every once in a while, and the security forces guys know me because I work. I do professional development stuff, and the cops go, "Hey, chief, how are you?" And they let me through. It's like that's kind of a nice level of of notoriety or fame. They know me enough that they don't have to ask for my ID. Not me, man. I want to be Norm and, on Cheers. Norm, <laughs> uh, the beer cold today. <laughs> it's, it's a dog eat dog world, and I'm wearing milk boat underwear. Yeah, but but you know what I mean. It's just like I'm not famous. I'm just, I have a little bit of notoriety, or people know me well, the, a little bit. Then we should have started the conversation me, of how much you know, notoriety kind of do you, yeah, how much I, notoriety do you that, want? Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's different. Okay. Fame and notoriety are two different things. Okay, next podcast, tune in for notoriety <laughs> as opposed to fame, which Vinny is just <laughs> obsessed with owning his own fucking island <laughs> and a plane. I, and, and they already have a name for they, a name of an island for me. They have the Marshall Marshall Islands. Islands. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna. He's just I want to buy, buy them, them all. And own them. Yep, that's right. Oh my! Well, I can't wait to go to your studio there. Maybe you'll let me play a couple bass tracks. <laughs> well, that's Speaking of bass tracks, oh, you want to uh, play something else? Yeah. What else you got? Because I I didn't bring shit again. What tonight. do we What do we do? Um, oh, I know, I know. It's perfect. 
we'll we'll get into the subject probably after we play the tune, but but you know MJ MJ has oh the adventures of MJ I can't wait to hear an update yeah so so we'll just say this way I've been thinking about this mulling over in my head and I wrote this tune called Do Something Mm. and and it's basically. Nice. Uh, I like uh, that name. Do something. do something for God's sake. That's <laughs> for, parentheses. For God's sake. For the love of man, please do something. <laughs> That's what it's. Please do something for the love of man. <laughs> you know. But it, it's this. It, it's it's like how I feel inside my head while we're doing this. It's like. So there's a little space in between. It's like, get get the hell up. Make your bed. I don't care what you do. Just do something for the love of God. Trim your toenails. <laughs> oh, God. Don't even. We, there's, that's a story all by itself. He's got Cut toenails. the grass. He won't do that ever. Take out yeah. the trash. Yeah. Please. Do something. Do something. Yeah. yeah. And this is, this is like the angst that I feel inside every time I think about him not doing something. Because he does nothing. Nothing at all. He, well, he travels on Greyhound. Oh, yeah. My, my brother-in-law came up with this homeward bound thing with, with him on a Greyhound. Oh, my God. I should read it. I should read it. But All right. So this came out of kind of an angst. Right. It's it's, it's angsty. It's edgy. So I need to play a little edgy. I yeah. It's get a little get, weird. I need yeah. to get a little weird on this one. Yes. Yeah. This is this is definitely a, okay. weird, a weird thing. It's not your, After playing the maca tone, this is completely weird. Oh, so this is like, yeah. like a, a Angular and weird. About... Face, heart. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We're going to play this. All right, let's do this thing. Thank you. 
I felt so much better playing that. <laughs> Did you get some angst out? I, if I got any more angst out, I, there'd be, I, would there be, we'd done it twice. Oh my um, gosh. It's just That's, one of those uh, things. I tried to get a little freaky and weird, but I didn't, you roll in with these tunes. I don't, you know, I'm just kind of on the spot here, baby. So well, that's, I'm doing I, the best I can I for do, you. I do feel very bad about that. I, I, we had this <laughs> conversation. I said, if I you said it to me, you know how much time I would have to practice them? None. As much as I have to write more tunes. Right, so, right, yeah. Maybe over the weekend. I got four days off over the weekend. Maybe I'll put, well, I'm gonna be gone put something for, together. I'm going to be gone for two weeks, too. Maybe know. I can write a tune then. Yeah, while I'm gone. <laughs> maybe we can work on some at the end of the pod. I, I got an idea on a tune. Okay. Maybe All before right. I'll put later. So yeah, I, that was <laughs> so, so. That was fun. So so to add to the adventures of MJ, um, MJ MJ pretty much left. He the last act he did when he left the house was to empty all his dirty laundry on the floor and pick up all the the laundry that he wanted to take with him and put him in his backpack. So he left with dirty clothes. Oh well, that's gonna go well. Yeah. Well, and there's there's other there's other things he's dealing with in Pflugerville, but you know, oh, I mean, the, the that's where he li- that's where he's living in Pflugerville, Texas. It's pretty much smack dab between Austin and Waco. Mm. You know, that sounds awful. Apparently, it's not a bad town. Yeah, but it's 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 uh, July, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be hot as balls down there right yeah. now. Cassie, Cassie went to see him because she had a wedding out yeah, in Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said he's in a good place. He's, well, good for you know, him. You know, as far as being maybe this will work out. Maybe we'll see. It, if anything, it's a learning. Experience. It's it's definitely a learning cl- curve because no matter what you do, it, you know, and and you're gonna you're gonna get to experience this with your triplets. You know, when when it's time to send them on their way, you're gonna get the phone calls. You're gonna get the hey dad, uh, just had something happen. You know, or whatever. 
Well, we got that at the end of the last podcast. Right. Yeah, where Natalie called Natalie. me. Yeah. And she, she said, we got robbed. Yeah. Did she Did she fix any of that, or is that She still? got a new phone. Okay. With insurance? Uh, the funniest part was, don't say I told you so, but we got robbed. And I was like. I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. Be safe. You gotta be safe out there, man. It's tough. Well, that's that's that whole famous thing of doing the same thing over and over again in front of people. Yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. People take pick up on that. I think they caught the guy. Did they really? More, more, more to follow. Yeah. Oh, all right, more to follow. Yeah, they might have caught the guy. Oh, okay. But she got robbed, and her her boyfriend got robbed, and uh, but I think they might have caught the guy because of the phone. I think they tried to turn the phone on, and they had the. Find a phone thing on it or whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Loca- locator. All right, okay. But the, the 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 point with all this with him and and my brother in law said this. You know, Mike. His name is Mike. Mike Walters. It's M J Walters. So it's mm-hmm. like it's like he says M J is not that far away from me. I just have a W at the end of, uh, end of my initials. Right. And he M J's got to learn what he's going to do with himself because he's made a conscious step to go outside of the box of the house, and yeah. now. The He's, call to adventure. The call to adventure, right? JP would say. The call to adventure. That's what yeah. it is, man. J- JP has as much adventure as, as, you know, a church mouse. Talking about um, Jordan Peterson, oh, Jordan not JP Peterson, Banks. Jim Banks. Yeah, J- J- yeah, Jordan Peterson talks about the call to adventure, which is like, get out of the basement. Go do something, do something. with your life. Do anything. Which is, which I've got to give MJ a little credit. Hey, man. Okay, I'm going to go to uh, Texas with my girlfriend. To Pfluger? Pflugerville. Pflugerville. That's even a better name. It's it's like Hooterville. It's like Hooterville. It's like Hooterville with an FL. In Texas. Hooterville. That's just fucking awesome. But well, God bless it. His, hey, I'm I'm hoping this works out. I mean, me me too. Because because the second part of this is Chrissy talked about this with with the other end of it. If he decides he's going to come home, and you know what, that's that's not a, a testament to his his uh, adventurousness, adventuredness. Adventurism. And no, like, I don't know. This, yeah. It's not. It's not a testament to that. It. It just means that he kind of wasn't prepared for all the things that were going to happen. So if he comes home, huh. he's still going to have to figure something out. Yeah. He's just not going to figure it out in our house. You know. Ooh, it, I mean, oh my. That's just. It's just how it works. Well, maybe you guys will buy a new house before he comes back. And we we'll change the address. That's right. Yeah. No, seriously, man. You guys are. You guys are. You guys. I know you guys are looking. I'll be ready to get into a new house anytime. Yeah. Awesome. So I want to go to a new topic. Okay, sure. Um, we'll talk about Nike and the Betsy Ross oh, flag and what the hell is going on with well, Nike? Because this is like anybody and their mother knows it's like y- y- y'all are losing your mind over there. That's just not. That's just. All right. When I think of the. What do you think when you see the Betsy Ross flag? I think of the KKK. No, I think of 1776 and how we busted our ass to get away from Britain. I'll tell you what I think about Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse you know, Rock. It's like, it's, so, it's like Saturday morning cartoons, is what I think about. And, and they're thinking, oh, well, it, it has to do with racism and, sla- f- and slavery. And sla- yeah. Oh, those are slave shoes. Those are slave shoes, yeah. If you, if you have that on there. Look, the, the, the thing I don't... Really? I, the, yeah, I'll tell you right now. The KKK is not hijacking our first flag. Fuck them. Right. That's not happening. No. And Fuck well, the KKK. The, 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 the second part of this is, it's that famous line. Those those who do not understand history are doomed to repeat it. And that's... Yeah, why are we... 
Why are we Why are we revising history to suit a narrative, anybody's narrative? And why are we looking at, look, let's look at the timing. Let's look at the fact that this was the 17, mid-1700s, and we're trying to break away from Great Britain. Yes, we have slaves. Is that wrong? Yes. But in the time period, it was not unusual. No, I think our Constitution or the Declaration, once again, I'm not a historian, I'm just a bass player, but it says in order to uh, to form a more perfect union, right. which indicates the union was not perfect. And I think the founders knew because the North did not want slavery. The South did, but they had to come to an agreement. Um, yeah, we had, we, had to, we had to get together to, to break the shackles of our country being a slave to the British Empire. Right. Okay, so, yeah. Um, in, in, order for, in order for the Declaration of Independence to be signed, in order for the Constitution to be approved, mm -hmm. all the, the, the wording regarding slavery had to, had be, to be removed yeah. because two yeah. states, I believe South Carolina South, yeah. and I think Virginia, but I'm not certain about Virginia, right. those two said they were walking if you didn't do it. Yeah. And there was no it way. festered in until till, uh, 1860. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just it was just one of those circumstances that they couldn't figure out a way around it. Right. So a compromise had to be made. How many times in the history of the world was a compromise made about anything? There well, are recently not a whole lot. Well, yeah, but the, but there are times when you're trying polarization right now. Right, right now, right now it is definitely polarization. Yeah. But back back in the day, you in order to. you we had to compromise. To. It had to be a give and take on every side. Right, that's the only way you're going to get an answer. It, it, I think it served a purpose. We, we were able mm -hmm. to break the shackles of the oppression from the British Empire, form our own country. Right, but we had not figured it out. We need to to, to form a more, a more perfect, perfect union. union, and we're still not. Well, no. never. It's it's just like you can always be a better bass player, Vinny. Yeah, sure. Give me some likes. Come on, give me some likes. Yeah, man. Yeah, those are nice screws. Those are nice things. But I guarantee you, if you practiced, I could be better. You could be a more perfect bass player. <laughs> That's just him playing. That's not even me. That's just Vinny playing by himself. Yeah. Is it perfect? No. Could it be more perfect? Why not? Why can't it be? Everything can always get better. Get better. You can always be better than you it's are. It's just like life. You can right. always do a little bit better. So it's just annoying to me that you you take that flag, which was our original flag. Right. And now that's a that's a racist. Are you kidding me? What? Now that's a, that's that's a racist symbol. Do you imagine that? Oh Bet yeah, do you it kind of reminds me of Betsy uh, Ross was thinking something racist like, about that. No. George it's Washington just, asked her to make her a flag. Make a flag. Will you make me a flag? Make me a flag for our new union. Okay. Great. I'll make a flag. I'll tell you what. Converse, New Balance, Under Armour. If you were smart. If you were smart, you'd have it out today. Well, you would have you would have it on the market in a heartbeat because people would buy it just to spite Nike and, and the stupid is a stupidity. 
of this. You know, you know who who threw the impetus out for all this? Colin Kaepernick. Well, of course, he's he the did. one who complained. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick. You talk about being. He's not famous. He's infamous. I think he's infamous. He's infamous. I don't like he celebrates him, and people. Well, he was the first guy to kneel, and I'm like, no, no, he wasn't. He was the first guy to sit. Yeah. He didn't kneel. He, he, the first thing he did was sit during the national anthem, which is very disrespectful. Yeah. So you kneel, okay? Well, let's let's maybe somebody talked to him and said, "Hey, man, you might if you want to get if you want to get your cause out there, if you want to really um, sitting's really disrespectful. But if you kneel, that's that's a that's a little more appropriate, or it it sends a better signal to what you're driving. At, you know, and somebody's then, working. Yeah, here. but but at the end of the day, it's like. Okay, you're gonna wear socks with pigs on them, with you know pigs and police. Yeah, character. I mean, really. And that's really? and that's what you want to be known for. That's that's like you want to Nike, be known. Nike, for Nike wants that. to, you know, hitch hitch, you know, all their eggs and the hell with Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan. You know, Nike. You're gonna hitch to your trailer onto his. Uh, get, get, are you serious? Some of the comments he's made are just really. No, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not saying there's not injustice. I'm not saying we are an imperfect union. We still have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do in this country. I get it. But the Betsy Ross flag. The, the flag, for God's <laughs> sakes. You know. <laughs> well, putting a flag on it, it's un American. It's just not American to have a flag on shoes. You know, it's like, oh my God. You, Where uh, are we going? Well, we're, we're, we're going we? someplace that nobody wants us to go. Uh, or or there are people that think they want us they, to go. They think, but, you know, a lot, I know. We, we usually don't get too political on here. I'm, I'm a fairly conservative, and I think I get to feel like you're more conservative than I am. And we're two musicians, which is weird. Because usually musicians are, are very progressive and very, you know. But it's like, what are you progressing towards? That's the that's the question. What are we... Pro I love progress. I would like to progress to a place where there's equal opportunity for all Americans. Sure. But that doesn't mean socialism. Socialism is a disaster. Anyone that thinks that that's the answer is a fool. There's, I, I would. It doesn't work. It's I been proven over and over. I would defy anyone to write us and tell us which socialist country has worked. I don't believe there's yeah, any. Uh, no. Now I, I would be willing to have the debate. Be, 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 here's the problem with socialism: is somebody has to take charge and equalize things, make then things it, fair then, and then even. It, then it's not and who's in charge? Then it's not socialism. Then it's an oligarchy. Then it becomes it's ruled communism. by ruled by a few. You know, it's, it comes that's well. That's what that's what Mother Russia it. was. It was an oligarchy yeah. ruled by a few, and communism. Well, you can't look, look at, at China. China's ruled by a few. Yeah. China, China's they decide who gets what. Yeah, and the, and somebody says, "Well, that's socialism." No, that's not socialism. Socialism is supposed to be a world where we all sit around and going, "There's one for you, and one for you, and one yes. for you," and nobody looks at you and goes, "But he got one. How come I didn't get two? Because it's equal output. It's not equal opportunity. Right. It's definitely that's not a equal. problem. Yeah, it is a problem. It's it's counter to um, capitalism, and it's I think it's also counter to 
uh, Christianity, because I think it's Christianity is about the individual and the sanctity right. of the individual, and socialism is, is very much against that. Right. It's 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 indivi- It's potentially. Well, no, it's not individualistic. It's potentially the idea that everybody gets the same amount. Right. So, so in one respect, they can say, well, this is what God would want, or this is what, what Christ would want. So everybody would get a fair share. And I'm but sorry. That's not what Jesus said. No. Jesus that's, said, give to Rome what is Rome, Rome. give to God what is God. Render to Caesar what is Caesar's. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that, to me, that's, that is a proclamation of how important the individual is. Yeah. It's like, because it goes back what, to, free, to it goes back to free will. Goes, yeah, exactly. It goes back to free will. It goes back to what is God is, is the individual. And it put Kings and all these people, you know, Christianity really said the, the surf is just as important as, as the king, as the king is. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, it <laughs> manifested also, itself into what this country is today. Okay which is represented by our flag and it's represented by even the Betsy Ross flag. Cause it's not, I'm sorry. It's not a racist it, you know, emblem. If they, it's not, if they make a comment and say something to the effect that I don't know who that they is, but if someone makes a comment to the fact that says, well, Betsy Ross was a woman and Betsy Ross was put in a subservient uh, situation because she was a seamstress. All right. Again, <laughs> I, Here we I, go. I don't think Betsy Here Ross. I mean, I, I can't speak for Miss Ross. I don't know if she she I felt like she Ms. was Ross because it's very modern. Ms. It's right, a well, very progressive term. Thank yeah, you, yeah, yeah, Ms. Ross. Ms. Ross. If we can interview yeah. her today, yeah, which maybe we, we can. maybe we can find out if she felt oppressed. You know, or, or I mean, but I don't. I see these guys. This is what I imagine. I imagine George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin. They're just guys. Yeah, they all get together, and they—I and mean, not Washington. He didn't really involve himself with those guys. No, but it, Franklin, it, it, Jefferson, Franklin, and Jefferson, and Adams, and, yeah, all, and all those guys. guys all got together and sat down at the bar and going, "What are we going? What are we going to do, man? We got, we got, we got a constitution. How's it supposed to look? How's it supposed to work? We're supposed to try to make something that's a republic, and we've got to do it in such a way where this has got to happen. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that Jefferson it was pretty brilliant for Jeff, being, Jefferson what, was young as push, shit. We're, we're pushing two hundred and fifty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but it, they make up all these money. They're sitting at a bar drinking. They're not. They're not. You know, sitting in some no. high and mighty place getting, you know, getting a back massage from a French woman. Franklin was you a know. freak. He was a freak. Yeah, he was a freak. He wanted to be in the, the ambassador of France yeah. before he died. Wow, wow, wow! I bet he'd be in pornos, man. That guy. Sorry, I'm probably going to get myself in big trouble. Yeah. The Franklins <laughs> will start calling you. He liked to party. Well, why not? If you're look, if you're going to live life and you can't take a little bit of the of the things, and I, we did this with the finer things. Anthony Hopkins says, if you can't live your life and try things, we're all going to die. You might as yeah. well enjoy yourself on the way. That means you eat something with some fat in it. Okay, so yeah. what? If that means that you know you, you might do you might do a little bit more wine, or God forbid, you should do some drugs. You know, I guess that's yeah. up to you. That's what free will is all about. That's exactly right, and I yeah. don't have problem any problem with someone doing drugs. That's on you. When that affects me and my family, then I have a problem, and yes. that's why we need laws, and right. we have you know 
If you're going to allow somebody to do something, yes, there are there are laws that need to make sure that that, that you don't abuse it. Just like alcohol, you can do alcohol, that's fine. But if you get in a car and start start making your your you know three thousand pound projectile something into something going dangerous, up the wrong, yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Going the wrong way on the interstate, yeah, that's a problem. I agree. I agree. I think I'm I'm a very liberal. Is it liberal, libertarian, conservative kind of point of view? It's like. Libertarians just don't want the government involved in anything. I, I don't think. I think the government needs to be involved when it, it comes to things like. We don't need them overstepping their boundaries, but when people can't take care of their business or they, you know, infringe upon our freedoms, you know, your your right of free speech stops where your fist hits my nose. That's assault. And these people that these Antifa fucks that threw milkshakes and beat this poor guy. Andrew no. Andrew no. Yep. I mean, that's just... Who, oh, anytime you have to wear uh, a mask to do what you think is right, you need to think twice. These guys out there with their masks and their, you know, um, goggles, thinking they're cool. Antifa. They are the, they're like the KKK of left, in my opinion. I got no I got no respect for them at all. Anytime you put something in the in the hands of a mob or a crowd yeah. in order to instill value or in order to instill a view, mm-hmm. you automatically take what you've decided to be valuable. And put it on its head. Throw it in the trash. Because if you decide that beating somebody up for the fact that they are involved in anything that you aren't involved in. Any type of physical violence. It's just just not right. You want to have an open discussion about things and have point and counterpoint and and discuss about this. We need to listen to one another. Open, wonderful ability, no problem at all. But if you're using violence to change somebody's value. Now you're Hitler. That's or you know, Stalin or Stalin or you know or Mao or Mao or Pol Pot. You know, yeah. You you just making yeah. You're just making That's what they do. making. You're forcing your will based on violence. The Mullahs in Iran. It just doesn't make any sense. No, it's not. It's not what we we value, which is as American, right? You know, um, freedom. That's freedom. We should be able to talk and with without. Having fear of someone popping us in the face, or throwing a, a milkshake that has concrete in it. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. yeah. Can you? Unreal. These people are a holes. They think they're right, and they're nothing but criminals. They're absolute criminals. Yeah, they are. In my opinion, and I had a young airman say something like this. We were packing up, and this person said, "We were talking about um, basic training." And somebody dimes somebody out on the bus to basic training. Like, oh, I would never do that. Do what? Dime someone out on the oh. bus to basic training. And this person got dimed out because they said a smart aleck remark. It's like uh, Bill Murray in Stripes, you know, gets caught saying something stupid. T.I. You know, they... they 
And this person was like, I would never do that. I would hope they would have the integrity to step up and <laughs> admit to their mistakes. But I wouldn't dime them up because, you know, snitches get stitches. And I'm like, not my world. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a bunch of bullshit. Stitches get snitches. Well, who's delivering the stitches? Right. That's, that's anarchy. That's bull. That's, that's a bunch of thugs mentality to keep, you know, people in line. Well, it's their, it's their, their way, the highway or well, whatever. Exactly. Cause yeah, yeah. it's like snitches get stitches that you're implying that somebody is going to be assaulted. Right. Which is an illegal act. Right. In the United States Air Force, we don't tolerate that. So right. you should think about that. That's what I said. <laughs> so nice. I said, once you put that staff sergeant stripe on, you're required to be a snitch. Right. And that's the truth. You're, you are required to rat open, people open out that are doing things contrary to where we're going. They're pulling on the rope on the wrong end. Right. That's right. And your job is to go, hey, hey you can't do that shit. What are you doing? Exactly. So this snitches and stitches, it's it's thug mentality. Well, that, that's that's uh, that's also a mentality of young airmen. That, that well, it's just it's young people, and some people that come from the ghetto or, you know, places where that's that's like the street law. You know, street laws or street cred or whatever. Street, yeah, exactly, yeah. it's like yeah. they believe in that shit, and well, it's, it, it's like you, you can't. Yeah, there's there's no gang members in the air force. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there are, but but the the point is, is that when you come that, in, you, you have these values from the street, right? And that you believe in them. Well, like but, that's how it is. But that's that's one of the things but, that the basic training is supposed to get rid of. It's and, supposed to strip but, you of that mentality. But you tell me the truth. When did you join the Air Force? And when did you know? It's like when did you enlist? Right. And when did you join the Air Force? When did you really go? I believe in what we're doing. I get it. Because I'll tell you what, it took me about four or five years before I went. For, for a while, it was, it was a job. I enlisted. I took the oath, but it was very much so like, it's a great job, but it's a job. I'm still living my own kind of values. It took me, I would say it took me until I went to Aaron Leadership School. It took me four or five years before I, I said, I'm, I'm in. This is my team. I'm down. Let's get busy. I. Or did you ever? <laughs> oh no, no, I did. I did. I think. I think I might. I might have. It might have been a, a bell curve. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah. It, yeah. I think it. It takes time. It's. It's. Slow burn sometimes. But, but my. I think my bell curve started high, and I bought in. See, I bought in pretty bought in early. Quickly. And, yeah. And then it got to a, a, an apex, and then it kind of went like that, and just just went away. And it's and it's one of those things where, because I can feel I I bought in pretty quickly about what was going on. Now was I home polishing my shoes and you know overly doing shit? No, no, I I was not that kind of person. But I but doing my job, you know, saying the right things, being the right person, all that stuff, all that on it, you know, integrity, service before self. That was definitely there. It got to a point where I realized, at a, I don't know exactly when, but I got to the point where I said. Uh, we're getting to a point where I can't do what I want to do and stay. I, I, sure. I, for, for me, it was a playing thing. It was, if I had stayed in the military and done my bell curve and got up high with it, 
I had the ability and the and the, the sense to be where you are now. Maybe not the same way, but I could have done that. The problem is, is I got to a place in my mind, and this is where it all becomes a, an evaluation of your own self. But I got to the point where I said, I can't go any farther. I got, I, I'm not going any far. I don't want to go farther into this thicket to do this. Because it caused, it, there's um, pain that comes with it. There's commitment. There's things that you have to, sacrifices. It sacrifices more than it is commitment. you don't want to make. Right. I, because... You are where you are, and there's no problem. I don't have any problem with people saying, I'm serving, but I'm, I'm at this point, and this is where I'm done. I'm not going to re-enlist. I'm not going to uh, take orders that are going to force me to be separated from my family. Right. So on. So there's, there's multiple reasons. You know, people serve within their own right, and I don't hold it against them when that service or that sacrifice to the service is like okay, this is my limit. This is where I'm done, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like I have master sergeants that they're not going to make. They're so not going to make E8, right? Because they're not willing to go the rest. The rest of the to, rest to, of the way to they're... do the things that they have to do, right? To make they the sacrifices. Right. They don't want to go into that thicket. Yeah, they, they don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to get all the burrs and briars right, and right. all the crap that it goes along with. It. And I've been there. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and and like I said, I I think if you and I started in the service at the same time. I, I can't imagine that I would have been in the same place that you were had I gone through the normal the normal curve of of of, an, of a, a career, but I got to a point much like my father did with the state police, where my father was very happy being in the in the in the middle of it, being a detective, and he yeah. realized that if he got promoted, he would lose the ability to be a detective and he would have to change to sure. a desk job. Yeah, that's and, that's every job. It's well, like it is a, it, it is every job. It is it's absolutely right. And the, the higher up you go, the less fun you have. Right, and and there it's a, it's depending on it's the famous how much of a shit sandwich do you want to eat? You yeah, know, the more bread you get, the less shit you get. You know, yeah. And, and there's a certain point in time where I just said, I don't want to do. I can't. I, I yeah, because they're going to ask you to do things that it's I, beyond what you're what I want to do. I'm not willing. Not, what you're willing, willing to, do. to do? Yeah, I'm. Ca- I could. I could be capable of doing it, but I'm not willing to do it. Yeah, I, we're going to have to put your base down. You know, five out of seven days. Oh mm-hmm. fuck no! I couldn't do it. I I could I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. And and the thing is, is that I got people looking looking at. Some people look d- down their nose at me because of that. And I'm like, I know. Sorry, sorry. I, I, it, you know. And you know, I I continue to play, and but. But it's it's interesting because I think that I had to go through some of the things you talk about. It's right. like I left the, I left the career field. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah. playing yeah. bass at all. Yeah, it wasn't five or seven right. days. It was like it was no no days. days. Right, and 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 my I, job was to train cadets. I you know I I or work with cadets and work I, with officers. I admire you like I admire Jeff Sandra for having to go down to NCO Academy and be a teacher for two years. I don't know specifically for you if it was the same. But I was playing Jeff. four gigs a week on the side. Well, now Drew Drew was putting himself in a situation where Drew said Drew looked at me and said, "Vinny, don't take this personally, but I can't get any farther in this band because of you." And I was like, "I I understand that, Jeff, because because I'm in a situation where I'm going to get the rock band and be NCOIC, and you're not in a position that you're going to be able to do that." And we're both tech sergeants. I'm not. I'm not mad because you said that, and I'm, but I'm also not 
apologetic for it either. No, you know, you know, and well, you know that's why I left. Right, right, Pat. Yeah, you weren't going to get any farther than you were going to get here. I was. Yeah, it was like, um, they made you NCOIC of the rock band, and I was like, well, it's obvious. No one's looking out for me here. The only person looking out for me is this guy. It's me. It's like I'm gonna go do something else. Yeah, and I gotta get out of here. And as it turned out for me, I was I was an NCOIC for four years and I came back from the desert and they gave the band the shot. And I looked in the same place that you were, just at a different time, and went, Okay, nobody's looking at me. I'm just gonna sit here and get to the point where I can feel like I can retire. I was trying to make master and just just didn't have it. Well, there was no way I was going any further because you know yeah. I really wanted to be. I wanted your job, the job of you. Of course, took. of course. And I, I I told that to the chief. It's Vinny's turn. And, okay, well, and the, and the scary the scary thing about that is I w- I was in that place where I was you, and it was somebody else's turn, and yeah. you just you just go okay, what do I do now? You know, and. The choice you made put you in a situation where that's what propelled me. It propelled you to get far through my career, right? And sure. and the thing about it is, it was is drastic that, and scary. You <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Jesus, I would be. I, you, if you said, Vinny, you're gonna have to do that. Uh, no, yeah, uh, no, I would have retired at go. twenty. You know, I'm not. Ha- it's not happening. Yeah. You know, no, I, I was looking at uh, multiple things. PME, professional military education. I was looking at recruiter. I was looking at I'm like, you know what? I've got, if, I'm not gonna be taken care of here in the unit. I'll take care of me. I'll find a way. And if this doesn't mean I, I change who I am, I'm still a bass player. No, the, the, I'm still gonna continue to play. We we, we, should, we should have a small tangential conversation about this because this this applies applies to you. But it applies to something that I've noticed in in the time that I've been in the Air Force. There are people that join the Air Force and their personalities don't change. They are who they are. Some good, some bad. But yeah, there but they, this is good, I like where this is going. There are some people that join the Air Force and they play the game. They smile and they nod accordingly and they, they never just, join. They never join. No, That's and, what I was and, talking about originally. It's like but, and they see, we took an oath. Right. But, but I never joined I never really got into the program until about five years in. I'm like, I'm in. I, I dig what we're doing here. I'm in. But you're talking about people that don't ever really it's just like a game to them. Yeah. It, and and, the, the, and it's the like thing, they're not really they're not really Living up to what the and core values. Any, not, not only core really, value, but their own goddamn expectations. Yeah. You yeah. you made a conscious decision to advance your career in the best way possible for you. You didn't change who you were. You were still J.R. Herb. Yeah. And you were a bass player. You were a, a, a leader. And you were you were doing what the Air Force asked of you just in the way that would help and benefit you. Yeah. Yeah. That part I can I can look at and understand and go. The reason, and we're gonna we're gonna get to another tune here that, yeah. that talks about this. But but you and I come back into the same situation where I've been here and retired. You were all all over transverse and you know this that and the other thing. You go to uh, the academy. You go to 
and a, a deploy a deployment after you come back to did you go deploy from Virginia? Twenty thirteen. Yeah, but you deployed yeah. from Virginia for blank. Yeah, for But you came back into the career field and you got promoted. You had to deal with with a whole bunch of different versions of stratification and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, there was, you there was a lot of, of you right, but you persevered to get where you are. But you walked into the building, what? How many years later? Fourteen years later? Oh, here? Yeah, yeah. Fourteen years. <laughs> hey, man, what's going on? Bing, bang, boom. We're having a conversation, like with yeah, I'm the same, exactly, person. same person. I you haven't compromised, right? You haven't compromised who, I am who you as are, a human being, to 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 live up to my my career expectations right. or do things. I've. It's just been a blessing to. Um, Take in all the things the Air Force has given me, but but you uh, you and I also also know, without saying names, that there are people that we've met in our career that didn't do that. True, true. they wound up sucking hind tit, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and all of a sudden they're in charge, and and you're looking yeah, at them going, yeah. who the hell are you? Yeah, you're a mess. No, that's you know? that's motivation, man. That's mo- that's my motivation. But the thing that kills me is I look is around that, the room and I go, if I don't get promoted, one of these people is going to And be I'm going to have to work for them. So I'm fuck, to, that. fuck that. I'm like, you know, I'm studying. Well, not, not only, not I'm only, promoted. Not only that, though. I'm going to do it. Damn next, it. The next part of it is, is you're going, well, I get along. Like, if you had come here and you were completely different, you were. Yeah, you're like, this you were, guy's changed. Yeah, He's and, a, and I would, we wouldn't be doing this because, no, because that's not no. who either of us are. Yeah. But the thing is, I haven't changed my my values or who I am to myself. No. Yeah. Yeah. But there are people that'll do that shit. Just to get climb the ladder ladder or or, or whatever. Or or they say the right thing to the right person so they can get over. And then when they're out at the Air Force, you're going, wow, that dude's really changed. What the hell happened to him? Yeah. No, I understand who I am. Yeah. That's where I'm like, you know, it's like working with your wife. But another topic, separate topic. And you'll know this. Your wife is a slow texter. <laughs> yeah, she is. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I will text her. And like, hey, can you tell me something? Like it's on my cal- the calendar or whatever. And I wait. And I wait. <laughs> Let's come up. Efforting. 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 And then she replies to me. Because, you know. In the she, meantime, gets, she does give me back. And then I'm like, oh, but I also need this information. And I, I do it like, she, she sends. I send right back. Right. And then. Waiting. <laughs> Did maybe she went to the restroom? She had to repark the car. It's coffee break, <laughs> and she has a little. Oh, coffee. there's a little 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 dots. Come up. Boop, dot dot dot. Efforting, 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 efforting. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Is, is it me or no? Do you run into the same no, problem? No, exact same problem. Because your wife is our receptionist, right? Who helps me with my calendar? Right. So and she's oh, a, she's a wonderful wonderful awesome. second wonderful secretary, but you she's know. awesome. But it's like you text somebody. Usually texting is the way to go. Quick, boom, right? Boom, boom, boom. boom, boom. Yes, no. I will text boom. and be like, used to, used to be back in the day when Sam Paul was here. He used to go, Chrissy, what's the answer? No, 
I used the same poll voice from yeah. the same office. Yeah, Crossway! <laughs> he used to do that. Crossway! Sam Paul. Sam, if you're listening, we really do miss we you. Do. We miss you. You should have been promoted, Lieutenant Colonel. Yeah, absolutely. There are several people. There's several people that should have not been promoted instead of you. You, yes, you were the man. They were losers who eventually got kicked out. Do we have one more tune? I think we yep. have one more tune to do. Let me see. Let me see if I got one of my. Oh, I didn't write any tunes. Uh, I have several. I can. <laughs> insert right here just What's, well what shall we do sir what well, shall there, we do there's a tune called uh, where did we leave off what's it about and it's it's about uh, recently I was on Facebook and I found a Facebook friend he's not a Facebook oh, friend he's, okay. a, he's an old friend that he was one of the guys that auditioned me back in the day in 1983 wow this guy's a saxophone player he was at the academy his name is Bill Murray he, he also goes by Bill Santos Murray but he's Bill Murray on the thing. Sure, you did the eighteen tour. Yeah, sure. And it's just me. Yeah. It's a hey llama. How about you know? How about something a, for the, the effort? And he says to me, "There will be no money, <laughs> but on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness." So I got that going for me, which is nice. Which is nice. You said Bill Murray. You knew I was going to. I know. That. That's why I should have said Bill Santos Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray was his aunt. His aunt was Pearl Bailey. Not yeah. Oh, his aunt really? was Pearl Bailey, and he, he was right. And he was no, no. That's Minnie Pearl. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Jesus. Pearl Bailey was like was like. Oh, never mind. Vocalist. Yes, very good vocalist. Okay. I have a, I have a story about her. Let me tell you the. Let me tell you a Pearl Bailey story. Could this be a take me to the Weller? This could technically be a take right, me to the Weller. Take me to the Weller, folks. Because I've eventually got to go to the bathroom. I admit it, <laughs> openly and on the podcast. Um, so, Pearl Bailey, in the mid '80s, late '80s, was an ambassador to the UN for, um, or, or ambassador to Africa for for the UN, um, for the United States. Very nice woman. So the band at McGuire, to include Joe Ott, which I thought, I don't know if you know Joe Ott or not. Joe played saxophone. It was me, Joe, and a, a piano player, I think. We're playing for at the UN Mission in New York City for Ambassador Thomas Pickering. And we play, uh, play these gigs, and we have to sit there, and, and they have a receiving end, receiving line. And Pearl Bailey, right. Pearl Bailey was in a receiving line. Well, obviously, it's hard not to know who Pearl Bailey is. So she's smiling not accordingly and said hello, and she said hello back. So she's going through this, and this is something to do with the, with the times of the of, of the way things were in the '80s and, and the way things are now. This woman came up to Pearl Bailey, and she's shaking her hand. This happens to be an old white woman, and she's looking at Pearl Bailey and goes, "I just think it's wonderful." That people like you are are yeah yeah, yeah we've already we, we've we've already gone right there. I, how people like you have managed to make make things better and become so wonderful in what you do. And Pearl Bailey is looking at her, going, "People like me, ma'am. I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're talking about." She goes, "You know, people like you." She goes, "People like who, ma'am?" And she she is begging this woman to say it. Oh, she is begging, begging her for her to say it. And the woman never said it. And Pearl got to a point and she, she dismissed the woman, you know, by saying, well, thank you very much, ma'am. I've just got to go on. Oh, and, and she turns to, to me and she looks down and she goes, it's nice to know that I know pe that, that, that people like you guys understand what just happened. And I'm like, 
Uh-huh. Yeah. I definitely understand, but I'll never say anything to anybody except on this podcast right now. Until I take me to the well. Take me to the well. It was beautiful because that was also where uh, Joe and I were eating afterwards, and we had some brie cheese, and it tasted like earwax. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. It, was, it got cold. Yeah. Breeze must be warm. Yeah. 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 He asked me what it tasted like. I said, kind of tastes like earwax. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's like tripe. What does it taste like? It tastes like a... Somebody's uh, stomach. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Pain. All right. So, great. Take me to the weller. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's, well, it goes back to what we were talking about with this whole race thing. It's like... It's terrible. Yeah. When a woman starts going, it's people like you. you it's people like, what the, like, what the hell are you talking about? Almost, yeah, I, I think like, that's so rude. I, I was waiting for her to say, it's what are you talking about, musicians? You know, yeah. I, I mean, I was really waiting for, for something yeah, like that. Uh, to you musicians, you artists. You artists are all the same. You know, but we but know she what was, she was saying. She, she was, was saying going straight. For, she was calling. She was picking up the race card and waving up and down. How could you do that? You know, especially when you're supposed to be in a place that's supposed to be it's supposed to be all, it's supposed to be multicultural. It's a U.S. It's it's a it's a party in a U.N. mission. Lordy, Lordy. Oh, that, that, never mind. <sighs> you got any more? I don't know. We can do another song. Oh, we have to do my we have to do my uh, old friends thing. Yeah, we gotta Bill get Murray. we gotta get to old friends. Yeah. No, I so, think that's okay. great. Yeah, don't go don't get a triple t- triple. What are you doing to me here? That's not what that's not what the dots on the page are. Uh, well, there's dots on the page. I gotta do something. These dots on the page don't say that, Vinny. Quite sure they say something in form. So this is Co- a, this common is, time is what we call com- it in Britain. Well, there's nothing common about any it's of my quite time. Com- well, the time <laughs> is quite common. So that's Big Ben. That's right. <laughs> so Bill Bill was in Louis Belson's band before he came into the Air Force. And the only reason he came into the Air Force is Louis didn't have, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, health care and all that other stuff. You know, I played with Louis Belson. Did you? Yeah. That must have been fun. He's, his time was impeccable. Oh, it was ridiculous. It's when I was at percussion ensemble at um, West Virginia University. Really? Oh, he was incredible. I, I played with the, ja- the Jazz Central Big Band had uh, had John Riley out here, and John really? John Riley. We played Cherry Juice. We got done with the first tune, and John go, turns back to me and goes, "Everything okay?" I go, "Are you kidding me? It's freaking wonderful." I could have played Billy Kilson out in Langley. And oh, nice! Scared the living shit out of me. Yeah, He's a super nice guy, but I was just over. I was very intimidated. Well, it's it's not. And I didn't play well because I was. Well, it's not hard. Very it's hard yeah, yeah, well, that's that's easy. Well, uh, Louis Belson, when I was a kid, you know, I was probably 19. You probably weren't intimidated by him. No, and I played well. I'm sure you did. I played well. So you got to play with Billy Kilson? Yes, and I was intimidated as hell. It was scary. Yeah. It was with the jazz band at Langley. Nice. And he sounded great. And um, uh, who's the bass player for Second Live? Um, oh, he's a, a black guy. Jeez, uh, I can't James Genus. Is it James Genus? Yeah. He showed up too. What? Yeah. Oh, that would yeah. freak me out. Yeah. I was like, that kind of. How did you. Me out a little bit. Did you guys. It was a plan. Nice thing, guy. Or? He's from that area. He's from. Oh, from Hampton, Virginia. Hampton's area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that explains um, it. That would be a little crazy. Kilson's not. Kilson's. I think he's from. 
I'm not sure where he's from, but he knew the drummer in our band. Like, oh, okay. We paid them to come out and do a clinic and play. We didn't pay James. They just happened to be on, on the road out there. I thought, I thought together. There you go, Mike. <laughs> so, so I was talking about Bill Murray and not the Bill Murray that we're talking about. No more. Don't turn your teeth. You know, and so the, 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 I still think the best Bill Murray movie is Lost in Translation. Oh, if you Mrs. Seen Green. Oh, oh, you look at Mrs. Green. Uh, so Bill was on on Facebook and I and I friended him. It's all here to go So anyway, Bill Santos Murray, Santos Murray. He pulls out a gate iron. So he, um, oh, he got out of that one. <laughs> uh, just excuse Jr. He's had one too many Dale pails. Uh, uh, he's a he's a he's a whiter shade of pale. Here to go <laughs> So so. Cinderella the story. Reason, the whole reason that I put this song together was Bill was one of the guys that auditioned me, and I haven't really ran into him, but once or twice in his time, he was at the academy what most of the times. Saxophone, fantastic, okay. fantastic saxophone player. Um, but uh, as soon as I did, we just picked up where we left off, just started talking and everything, you know, yeah. just back to where it should be. Just like when I showed back up here. Same thing. It's like, it's, where it's, do we leave off? And, well, and, right here. And here that's, we go. And that's... Uh, that's one of these things that you talk about what makes a personality, what makes somebody personality gel with another, what makes yeah. somebody that's gone for a while, you just pick up and you just have a conversation and you start again. And, and that I, was the impetus for you writing this song. That was the impetus for me writing this song. Interesting. So it's it's a Latin tone. <laughs> I just I stopped playing. It's it's just fun. It's you know yeah. even though it's a minor, it's yeah. got a minor groove to it. It's still fun. Minors can be very fun. Yeah. Sometimes majors is a little too happy. Well, there's it's a little th too. There's actually a lot of dissonance within, especially a minor seven. Right. You know what I mean? There's, there's just a lot. Of, there's a lot of dissonance within there. So sometimes a, a just a straight up minor seven has a very nice happy ambling. You know, depending upon tempo, sure, and, and melody, whatnot. I, I I wrote one tune in there was a, it was an experiment. I wrote the in, the entire A section in major chords, and then I wrote the B section in. You, know, you hadn't seen it yet, but it's right. an entire section in minor chords. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's called Majority Rules. As, as, so as, as, it's just kind of fun, but I, I don't I don't know that it's necessarily a, you know an epic thing. It's just probably it's just. But a, even though all these chords are minor. It's kind of uplifting. It's yeah. not like sad. No, no. And when you do that, you know, you play that that minor six, that minor six chord in there, oh. or not major six, major six. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I misspoke. It just releases to that major six. Or you could get, actually you could consider it in that key. It could be in C. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. It could be. It could be. I, I, I think I just... The, the F where you get to like it is right. really a, a four. Right. It's got that... Yep. It's got that sound nice little to Lydian it. Yeah, sound to it. A, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's it could be A minor or... I hear this either an A minor or an 
in C, really. Even we don't we don't land there, but the tonality to me is C. C I just I just like playing a damn thing. It's fun. Let's do it. Okay, Let's here we go. This thing out. Thank you. 
Yeah. Woo. I like that. Yeah. So I've only got like four more tunes with. <laughs> yeah, great. And I'll probably write more when I'm on when I'm home for a week. I struggle with the bridge because you have like minor, major, major, minor, and that's really we have these things. We our brains, you know, you just get these habits and going minor major major descending was really hard for me because it's not something I do a lot so, yeah so this that was really hard because my brain's not it's muscle memory right anyone that's played an instrument knows it's like muscle memory is critical you oh yeah very critical something and it's just like that was really difficult Jesus. It's just, it's, ah, it, it's funny because I just struggle. see what I can It's a struggle to keep up with you, Vinny. <laughs> Damn. Well, when you're retired, you'll be writing all these songs and we'll be Skyping from Someday. Florida. Someday. We'll be Skyping from Mezzanotti's backyard. Yes, or from your island. That's right. Vinny, that's right. Vinny's Mar Vinny Marshall Islands. That's right. Vinny Marshall Islands. <laughs> There's going to be three of them. That way people, people can just go different ones. Well, that way you keep them guessing if they're trying to kill you, if they blow up one island. Well, it's like this the shell game. We don't know what island Vinny's at. No, I'll have a drone in the air that'll keep myself safe all the time. Uh -huh. Did you see that drone of um, the kids and the shark? Mm -mm. They have, it's the end of the day. It was like Daytona Beach somewhere. And the guy throws a drone up. It's the end of the day. And he sees a shadow and it's a huge shark and his kids no. are like feet away and there's like pictures of like the kids running <laughs> from above from the drone they're like oh it's like shark shark and they're running out wow it was a shark for sure too. it was a big ass shark too yeah crazy stuff wow crazy stuff no 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 they that'd be perfect for another jaws movie yeah the drones up there but the drone has like hellfire oh. missiles and blows up the shark Oh, sci-fi shark movie. <laughs> shark I like movie, it. That's right. Yeah. I like it. So let's go to the finer things. Oh, okay. So the finer things, we talk about food and drink that we like. So tonight I um, hustled home and made my mother's recipe for beef stroganoff. Nice. What's in it? So you got a smell of it when you came in. Right, a little bit, yeah. And basically, um, it's made with tomato soup. Really? Yes. That's the secret ingredient tomato soup. Really? Campbell's concentrate. Yeah. So what I do is I, I get a nice piece of steak. Right. You need at least a pound. Okay. The commissary, you, you can get you can get some nice cuts like, of meat. You get like a sirloin steak or flank, a, flank steak or London broil? Like a okay. sirloin. You don't have to get like a New York strip or whatever. You get a nice sirloin. Okay. And you cut it into cubes. Okay. And then what you do is you... Is you um, what I do is I get Crisco. Heat that up. And then I take a quarter cup of flour... Okay. And then I season the meat before I throw it in the flour with right. like Montreal steak. You okay. can use salt and pepper. Okay. However you want to season the meat. You throw that in the flour. 
you get it all, you know, mixed up in the flour, and you throw that in a fairly decent amount of heat in the Crisco. Okay. Okay, and and let the steak sear, if you will. Okay. And then you float up, flow in, press flow. Forget the words. How's it go? Cannon flow, can it flow, cannon flow, let it flow. flow. Yeah, so not flow. But anyways, you throw in um, an onion. Yeah, that's a great group, dude. Yeah. We gotta steal their theme song for our new theme song next season. <laughs> so you got the steak going in the Crisco. You throw in an onion, just slice it up, dice it up, throw in, oh, you know, a package of mushrooms, and just get get things going. And I throw a little extra um, flour in there, because what's going to happen is when you put the um, sauce in there, it thickens it up more like a gravy. So I like to throw a little extra flour the mix so it gets kind of you know like when you it just gets kind of gooey the steak onions mushrooms and then as that's going as that's kind of like percolating what you do is you get it's like a can of tomato soup use about uh, a cup of sour cream tabasco I tonight use Texas Pete. Worcestershire. And maybe two or three tablespoons of sugar. Okay, you gotta get rid of that acidity in the taste. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And you just mix that up and water. It's about a half a cup of water. Which usually how I do that is I clean the um, tomato can, tomato soup can out with some water. Get all that, dump that all in. Mix it all up. Then you throw that on top of simmer 45 minutes. Serve over egg noodles. I'm hungry. To die for. I'm hungry as shit yeah. now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the podcast is over. I'm gonna, <laughs> We're going go to eat, people. <laughs> Actually, there's probably none left because. You got, you got you kids make in like your a, 20s. Yeah, you got to make like a double recipe if you want to have leftovers. No shit. Yeah, you need two two pounds, pounds of, of steak, meat. two cans of tomatoes, soup, two two onions, two of everything, and then it never really comes out quite it's never exactly right. You double recipes, it never comes out yeah. right. Yeah, probably has to do with the heat or something. Maybe. So, anyways, that's that's a great recipe. Um, if anyone's interested, shoot me shoot me an email. So they can't shoot you a text. They don't know your phone. No, number. but they can get on our, our um, Facebook page, and we need to get more people on our Facebook page. There's no one on our Facebook page. <laughs> Is there serious? No, just I'm not you, even sure we you have me, a and Facebook. Lisa. Yeah, I'm not sure we have a Facebook page. Chrissy doesn't. I'll put some pictures up of tonight's pod. Oh, cool. With Dale's pale. I'll get that up um, as as we post this thing. This Independence Day weekend, we should have this thing up. Um, Soon after Fourth of July, so and I'll be gone next two weeks. What the hell? Where are you going? 
Pennsylvania for my mom's 80th birthday. That's a good excuse. Yeah, it's kind of important. Go to Philly? North of Philly, Bethlehem. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. See my old teacher. Take the family to the shore. Go to Hershey Park on the Hershey Highway. Yeah. Hershey. <laughs> yeah. All right. So when are we coming back, then? Um, I get back. I get back weeks, on the seventeenth. Right? Yeah, so it's going to have to be after that. So, so it's probably going to be the twenty fourth. Luckily, this is a very long pod to hold you all over, right? Until we come back, and I'll get I'll get some reports from my brother in law about what he thought. And we need to pick a base. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Who we gonna pick? Next, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I seem to always be picking. These no, people. I picked McCartney. Did you pick McCartney? I picked McCartney. I called McCartney. Okay. Um, Mm. No, I, I got ideas. How about Chris Squire? Okay. It's another British guy, though. Should we do another British guy? Let's pick an American. Let's pick an American bass player. Instead of a rocker, well, we could do a rocker. We don't have to. Duff McKagan. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Why Velvet, not? Velvet Revolver. Or, or, and, uh, yeah, why not? Okay. All right. Or, or, or Michael Anthony. Let's do Michael Anthony. Let's do that. I Let's like do that Michael idea. Anthony. All right. We can both bring a bottle of, uh, of Jack, Jack Daniels. Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> See, we already no, know more no about him. No, leaving the basement. Than, than we're not leaving the basement. Yep. We're going uh, to have a sleepover. <laughs> JR. Sleepover five. JR. It's like a sleepover where you don't get up for two days because we're old now. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hangovers now, they don't last a day anymore. See, I haven't had a hangover oh in so long. Uh, I haven't, I haven't, I don't know why. I'm, you don't drink I, enough. That's oh, why. <laughs> I drink pretty good. I drink pretty good. Well, you know, we, we have to have a one, one, one last shout out before we play our blues and the, uh, the bass blues thing on, on the way out. And that, you know, this past Sunday was Chrissy's 50th birthday. Yes. yes. And she doesn't listen to the podcast unless I prompt her to. Right. But, you know, she deserves a happy birthday shout out. Shout oh, out. Yeah. Shout out. Shout, shout out, out. Shout out. That's right. Yeah. Today it's your birthday. I can't sing. Happy birthday to you. Today it's your birthday. I want to have a good time and I can't sing the right words. Yeah, but then there's a Yes, we're going to a party party Yeah It's birthday It's correct It all ties the room together. Yeah, the it, rug really it really tied the room together. Did it not? It did. It did, JR. It did. <laughs> I, I think with that happy happy uh, birthday to Chrissy and uh, Yes, else, happy birthday to Chrissy. I think it's time to say goodnight. So say goodnight, JR. Good night, JR.
Thank you. 